ha pa ta pa pa ta ka ta ka pa ka ta ka ta ka pa ka ta ka ta ha 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 I hate sand. Sand is dumb. Please love me. Hey, Mark Ruffalo, yeah! Guys, I'm getting emotional, like, seriously oh, about this. <laughs> We're both crying now. you're now. making me cry. God damn it. Um, uh, and... This is not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> Ooh. My name is Jake. And my name is Emily. And, and this, this is Feels Like, like the, the First Time Podcast. The ongoing podcast adventures where I get to experience watching movies for the first time all over again vicariously through Emily, who has literally seen no movies ever. Hey, I've seen some movies. Sure you have. Hey. Hey. <laughs> You're the better singer. I'm just, hi. Hey. What's up? Um, I'm cold. You're cold. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, it is February. It is February. It's February. Yeah. It's We're February. February, which means that this must be, I mean, our actual, our Valentine's Day episode, holiday episode. Yes. Holiday thematic shit. I just like. I just like an excuse to program a thematically appropriate movie, usually subversively or counter to said holiday. Like I love, I love not traditional Christmas movies, horror and Christmas. And um, you know, in February, people like to watch like romantic comedies. I'm guessing, you know, or or happy stories. I'm and I'm like, let's talk about love, but it's going to be dark and. What complicated. Does, what does the normal population do during this time? I bet they watch some lovey-dovey things. They watch something they... so, something with Hugh Grant as they eat their chocolates with their Hallmark cards. And I, I don't know. Is that what it is? They might go out for a, a Hugh meal Grant, at, who, a, at a restaurant. Hugh Grant, who we love. I'm not making fun we, of Hugh Grant. We do love Hugh Grant. Remember when he popped up in Glass Onion? That made me ah! so happy. And it's like, oh. I was very happy. Just, what are you doing just, there, bud? And he's like, yeah, ah. I'm married to James Bond. It's fine. Oh. Uh, my heart's a flutter. It's great. <laughs> like literally, I was like, "Oh, you still my heart." Speaking of love. Speaking of love, I think I think, that's, that's I think the love. I think the traditional uh, Valentine's Day is spent by. You're going doing out a really a, good Kira Knightley impression right now, which is great because to, uh, it, it's making me think of our last "Never Let Me Go" episode, <laughs> and I'm really appreciating it. Going out to a restaurant and. <laughs> now I like falling out. Going out to a restaurant and spending at least one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god! Maybe okay, having, okay. You're like it, having. It's almost there. It's just like it's two like two drinks. Oh wow! This is pretty good, Kira Knightley. Then when you get back to your place, to your flat, something, you, something. Try wearing a corset. <laughs> something, something. Try wearing a corset. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm missing some of the, the vowel sounds, I think, but it's it's good. We should just but rewatch anyway, the Pirates so, of the Caribbean so, franchise. I've never so, seen four or five. Uh then you get back to your flat and you fall asleep. Right. Or you watch a put, romantic comedy the and then you're disappointed. On. Dude, okay, now it just sounds like, like I like we're making fun of British comedies or something. Oh, I'm not. No no, I know. I felt <laughs> like I was. I, I'm talking about the general population. I the general population. I always like the. I preferred the accent from Snatch. Have you ever seen Snatch? No. Oh. Oh well, there's a lot. Well, no, oh, it's Pikey. I, I can't. It's I can't do Pikey, but uh, Jason Statham in that movie is Jason is a vibe. Statham. Jason Statham's Jason Statham's Statham's. <laughs> you never saw that skit, did you? The deleted Chris Pratt Saturday Night Live skit where he does a Jason Statham like. Oh, like, you have where to he's show pitching, me he, that. He's selling these just things of meat. He's like, 
Jason Statham's Jason Statham's made from 100% pure cow face. Face? I cannot do a Jason Statham impression. I wish. Jason Statham. I love him so Um. much. Anyway, um, (laughs) this is not at all why we are here on this day, sir. Uh, You know what sounds really nice? What does sound really nice? I would like a steak. A steak. A steak. You want a steak tonight? It's any time. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know we were. Necessarily. I want to be fancy. No. Oh. But yes. Steaks are good. I, Ooh, I, steaks and sweet God, potato fries. Yeah, you're making me hungry. This green is not... beans or or onion potatoes. Mm. Mm. Okay, so this is going to be our... <laughs> so, so we're recording this before Valentine's Day, but we do have... I think we talked about it. Uh, remember last year when we, when we did our episode for her? Traditions. It was belated? Yeah. I think we may have talked about it in that. I don't remember. That's still one of my favorite episodes we did, by the way. Um I think we talked about like our Valentine's traditions and kind of what we do. Yeah, we're sort of planning the same thing again. We from just, last year. Yeah. So the the I think that was the the first time we did it last year. We uh, well, built we, a fire. No, we, no last yeah. year was the okay. first time we modified our tradition. We always kind of had like the other stuff, like you know, pick, you know, ha- have a special drink and you know watch Letterkenny and play video games. We had like our our set things we did, but we, we did modify it last year. Yes. Uh, so we th- there's a fireplace in the apartment, and um, Jake built a fire, which is always a good time. We um, got hot dogs and <laughs> and marshmallows and and graham crackers that Jake can have, and graham crackers that I can have, and really um, fancy and chocolate. Really fancy M- chocolate. M surprised me by getting those GR delis that have the caramel in them or the caramel, however you say it, and then uh, whatever you want, tomato, say. tomato. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we made s'mores with those, which was. The most next level bougie. I I could. I want this. I want this to be my like my dying last meal. S'more. But it was so good. We roasted all of that over the fire, which yeah, is very in fun. the fireplace. Yeah, we little a little camp out in the in the living room, and then it was real cute. And then we <laughs> drank and watched movies and or watched Letterkenny and played video games and did the same stuff. Yes, I think so. Yes. That's what we're planning for this time. This is how this is how we cocoon <laughs> in love <laughs> or some shit. How- it's a cornucopia of love. Cornucopia of love. But yes. um, so I got to thinking uh, about how how much like we both enjoyed our episode for her last year yeah. and uh, the conversation that it kicked up. I thought that that was like I really do feel like before we went in and after that feel very good about that. That was like the perfect pick to do for that episode at that time. It was the perfect thing. It was, and we got a lot of really good feedback. Yeah, that, that was one of our. Um, I think better, like one of our more well-received episodes from I, the feedback I so that I heard. Yeah. So, um, and it got a lot of plays. So, yay. Mm. Um, I was trying to think of not to try to recreate lightning in a bottle, but did have a pretty big one that I've been saving for a minute that I knew at some point we were going to podcast about. Like when I started making a list of like movies to show you when we conceived this show, mm. um, this was like one of the first ones that came to mind. So I've been holding on to it for a minute. And I today I, I do you know do. I know the movie and I've been yeah. wanting to see it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, have this feeling I'm about to be destroyed. You are because we are going to be watching 2004's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which yeah. you clicked on this episode. You already know that, but um, yeah. <laughs> so I have. Oh man, okay. Here's the thing. Have you even seen a trailer for this movie? I don't think I've seen a trailer. I am going to have to show you the trailer, but okay. I think I want to do it after, after the movie okay. because do you know the cast of this movie at all? Like Isn't if you don't it if you Jim don't... Carrey and um 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 Titanic. 
Oh, shit. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, who yeah, we but, love. But do you know beyond that who's in it? No. Okay. I think I want to keep it that way because the trailer will spoil that. Yeah. But it's one of, literally one of my favorite trailers of all time. And oh. so so um, I definitely want to show it to you because that was the thing that cast the tone. And I think it like perfectly, you know, some Taylor's trailers like perfectly sell and uh, represent the movie. And some are a little like, oh, well, that's not exactly what I thought, but it got me in the seats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this one is just, I think it's a brilliant little spot of marketing. And I definitely want to show it to you, but I think we'll do it after the movie before fair, we fair. record um oh so, man so you i know what a, do you know about this i, Sorry. I think that the the idea is um if you have memories in your mind that you'd rather be rid of there's something in this time and place where you can erase those bad memories okay but maybe that it's it like goes wrong and it's not only the bad memories that get erased. Like, like literally, that's all yeah. I know. And then on the poster, I think Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet are laying on some ice. Yeah, which is a so it's very Titanic Part iconic Two iconic image. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you got it. That's that's the that's the twist. That's that's the, the thing. thing. <laughs> um, okay, you actually know a little more about this than I thought. I didn't know if you had any idea what the plot was. So yeah, you're you're. Um, you're right. You're going to be surprised quite a bit, I think, by where it goes. But you—that's a pretty good I baseline. I know some things. I know. I never said you didn't. Yeesh. <laughs> so, um, what uh, you're expecting? You said you expected it to be destroyed or devastated, or like what? Yeah. What, what are? You, what do you think you're walking into here? Um, I think it's going to be like a little bit of a love story, but there's going to be a tragic end or just a tragic happening, um, because if if it is what I think it is, it's like erasing bad memories. Um, if it goes too far, like what what else is going to be erased from your mind? What are you missing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So okay. I don't know. Like, okay. I I, I don't want to. I don't really want to guess no, no, too no. much. No, no, no. And I, I don't want you to guess. I'm not going to confirm or deny. I'm just curious. Like, I sorry for me. I was curious, like an idea of what expectations you had going into this, just to see. I know we're going to talk about it after the fact, but oh, oh, yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to show this one to you. Uh, it has been a while since I've seen it. Uh, this is, I say this a lot about a lot of movies that we cover, but this is one of my favorites. <laughs> I have a lot of favorites of all time. I don't know exactly what number it would rank at, but it's it's it's, it's, of, your, it's of a uh, notable it's of a notable ranking. It's your amorphous list. Yes, that is ever changing as yes. I keep discovering new things that I love and oh. things that I've outgrown and you know life and shit life stuffs. Um, life but yeah, and shit. But this one. But this. This one. This one's special. You're special, and it hurts a little bit. Oh, but no. it's beautiful. I yeah. I I'm dying. so I'm uh. so. This is like this is like the like. Again, I've said this before, not to be like hyperbolic or repetitive, but this is probably like the exact, in my mind, the exact kind of movie for like which like this show is designed around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is, yeah, very, 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 very hyped. I almost like, am I, are we, are we going too soon? Should we have saved this for like the hundredth episode or something? But like, I, it's oh. time. I'm ready. Let's go. We're going. Let's um, do it. You have any, any, hey, any Jake. parting thoughts before, before your heart gets punched? Jake, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you? Good. Cause you're going. Yeah. Woo. Oh shit! You, did you did you just shorzy me? I did. For what? Huh? huh? <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. And I'd be are incredible. I'd be so fucking good to you. I'd treat you so well. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just I'm gonna buckle in. Yeah. Strap in. Buckle up. 
Okay, well, um, hit pause and either go watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and come back and listen to us talk about it, or take a huge break and I guess go watch Shorzy and then that and come back since we just did or, that. Or don't take a break at all if you've already seen it. Fuck you it. just want to like but, listen through. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to go uh, watch this thing and come back and chat at you a little more later or maybe you see saw how the, M survived. Maybe you saw the title, watched the movie, and then started the podcast. So we're telling you to do something that you've already done. In which case, if if so, that happens to me, sometimes when people tell me to do something that I have already done, uh-huh. I'm like... <laughs> Fair. Um, I, that, I this mean, should, already should did I, that. Should I erase this no. memory this movie should we just, i mean this this episode should we just delete it so no. far no no okay well then let's go watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> sorry this I, intro I is completely not... off the rails but i don't give no, a shit no it's not this is not the most off the rails you're intro. fine i'm attacking myself for Why? reference <laughs> what i'm no <laughs> you uh, i do love you but no i am thinking about this movie kicks up this... complicated feelings and emotions are you crying about it? I'm, I might. I might. I, I, might I, too. I, I, I have like stupidly ugly cried during this film before. So hey, we'll see. It's been it. a while. So let's go watch it. I'm procrastinating. Do you not see like I'm nervous about the hurt that's about to happen? I know this, but let's just jump in. You're right. I'm here with you. Oh, God. You're braver than me. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I we're going to go. You. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Hey, bye. Bye. Yeah. Hey. Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, you're Mr. singing that. Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> okay, so um, right before uh, when we came back, I went ahead and showed Emily the trailer, both of them, actually, the teaser and the trailer for this movie, because I I love the shit out of the marketing campaign for this movie. And it's I, pretty clever. And that Mr. Blue, is that what it's called? That, that Mr. Song, Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky, yeah. That song that everybody knows from the opening credits of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I loved it in that. I'm like, I know because of how saturated it was with the marketing for this movie. Like every trailer, every TV spot that I recall was just, this was like the anthem for... Yeah, it's Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. That's right. Thank you. Um... But yeah, so like I know you really like that song. I and it's so weird because I can't, I cannot separate it mm-hmm. from the association with this movie. I cannot talk about it without crying. <laughs> that was super loud. Oh no! <laughs> Why? I don't know. I turned it down a bit. Yelled in my ear. It was a good time. You liked um, it though. I, I did. I didn't hate it. Uh, Are you gonna keep it? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Cool. Um, no, was, no. 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 Yeah. But seriously, the uh, yeah, yeah. That the the tra- oh, God. This movie just. How are you feeling? Like, I, I feel like my response isn't the normal response because that movie makes me feel really hopeful. Uh, like, it makes me yeah. feel hopeful. It makes me feel um, like it's sad. Of course it's sad. But, I don't know. True love finds a way. I, no, I think that I think that's a good takeaway. I, I, I but it's making thinking about it. It's making me smile, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with like seeing Jim Carrey play a role like that, and with Kate Winslet, their chemistry together so, so good. fucking good. And it, it, it's just like a, a another perfect movie. Good job, Bolinsky, for for putting oh, it forth. Of like shit. Th- thank you for thank you for <laughs> wanting to watch it. No, seriously. Like when I, when I was trying to think of like. I knew we'd do a bunch of movies, you know, good, bad, and ugly across all different levels of the spectrum. But I, this this was one that I knew we'd have to do. Like, yeah. like, like if I, I, I there, there are episodes we've done that I would it. have been happy to cut if we had to limit on how many movies we watched mm-hmm. as long as this one made the cut. <gasps> Ugh. Ugh. 
I'm no, I'm I'm glad it connected with you. No, I yeah, I loved it. I saw this by myself in a theater, and like I think I I saw it like an early matinee, mm-hmm. and I was one of just a couple people. Or was it an evening? I don't remember. I w- there was like me and maybe one or two other people in the theater. It was mostly I was there by myself. Yeah. And I just quietly broke and was like, okay, I guess I go home now. Um, over the course of, you know, 19 years ago when this came out, uh, you know, life and there have been ups and downs. And I, I definitely like have continued to relate to this movie in different ways as I grew. Mm-hmm. Um like it connected with me kind of out of the gate, but yeah, like the, the, this is a film that on repeat watchings and as you go through different life experiences and like phases of being, uh, I, I think it evolves and changes a lot. Um, I'd be, I'm really excited uh, at this in particular, this film to see next time we watch it or next time you watch it, if it's without me, like what, what your takeaways are, because I hadn't seen this in a while and I forgot about so many moments that it's like, wait, how does that connect? Oh, shit. I forgot about that payoff, mm-hmm. like, for the first half. Because mm-hmm. it's such an intricately structured film. Yes. Like, there's there's even some details, and I don't want to get get into it just yet because it's in my notes. There's some details that I was like, ugh. Like, at first I was like, this has got to be a mistake. And then it comes back around, and I'm like, oh, I see. That, yeah. Like, that's super vague, but it, and no, it's I know very, what you mean. It's and we, very and, and, small. And we'll get to all that yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yawning oh yeah we we are we are recording this one at night a little later than oh normal, yeah so. but you know but uh no uh literally fuck, it does not matter what time thing. of day we're recording jake because i'm yawning all the time the, actually that is true it should be true um <sighs> so um <laughs> this movie you, was just so whimsical it was another whimsical like, okay um it Oh, you know what? I had the same kind of feel that I did whenever we went to see Shape of Water. Like Ooh, that really? the, the first part, not like through the entire movie, but that first part where um it just sets itself up like a fairy tale. Yeah, no, I I, and I get that. This one like I couldn't he probably thought I was crazy, but I couldn't help but smile because the story was so whimsical and fantastical. But there it's was so devastatingly charming. Yes, so. and, but it's grounded in this like reality. Like, what would you do if you had this painful breakup? Like, would you? Would you? If you were them, mm-hmm. do what they did? Um, and and I'm gonna call you a liar if I ask you this question. And you say no. Have you ever thought about doing that? No. Really? Honestly, like okay, I'm not going to call I, you a liar, but like I was, I, I sure because I do that all the time. Where I yeah. like, if, I, as a filmmaker, if I could go back and if I could edit my life and fix things and just remove stuff and change and reword and reaugment, oh man, I'd have a field day. Like I, that's like the that's part of why I like filmmaking is like I wish I could edit my life and memories and thoughts. And if that was the thing, could you go back in and make me never remember that? There's so much shit I would lobotomize. Like so Ooh, much shit. Really? Yeah. See, for which it, I know it's like that's part of what makes up the fabric of who you are yeah. today. But like you know, when you think of like pain and emotions, and just, I don't want to. So it's yeah. it's very. But um, and I'm not talking about anything in particular. And I'm yeah. I, it's mostly like low level shit. But like this is dealing with that high concept of, you know, it. What if it had been better if? Uh, I mean, that, that's like about the worst thing you could think at the end of a relationship. It's like it would have been better if we just never knew each other and never met. Yeah. And that. And mm. honestly, I can't say that I have had that. And like, Good. there have been 
There and I been, haven't had that. Yeah. Nec- I haven't had that in a relationship to clarify. I'm mm-hmm. just talking about life in general. Well, even even relationships that didn't end up well, going very well sure. for me, like I have learned so much, <laughs> you know, like and there are moments, maybe not. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say because you don't know what the fallout's going to be if you forget something that you learned from exactly a situation. So, no, I don't like sitting here at 32. Like, no, I'm good. Like, keep all of it. That's um, beautiful. Well, it just I, I think if you had asked me maybe 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, there's a lot I want to erase. Well, and also in the moment, like in, in yeah. the heat of the like emotions sizzling. Yeah, because she went like the moment, next then, day. Yeah. And, and she even said like, you know, her his projection of her like in in the which we'll get into like uh, in the movie like you know she even says she goes like well you know me i'm impulsive yeah you know and then he found out about okay think about how this fucking movie starts okay mm-hmm. that opening scene which we revisit again later he wakes up you hear a car driving away and he sits up and he thinks someone's dented his car and he goes to work which by the way i got to point out that opening score that opening score that comes back later at the end that boom boom yeah. boom 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 but whatever wherever that that theme mm-hmm. is that is the music that plays in my head on a loop whenever I'm having a depression day. Mm. I, ha- I have a voice that I associate with the voice in my head, which is Bo from Bo inside. Oh, yeah. think about it. Is it a joke? Yeah. Don't talk, <laughs> talk about, about it. it. Like, that's that's the voice in my head set to this music. Whenever I'm depressed, <laughs> and if, whenever, you know that look when you're, I, you, you that you see <laughs> on my face where you come up and you come up to me in whatever room or whenever and you're like, oh God, are you okay? And I'm like, mm. It's a gray day. It's a day. <laughs> and that's you're the music like, that's playing in my head. You're like, I feel so melancholy. And I'm like, oh, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abe Lincoln Sundays. <laughs> um, no, but like just following Jim Carrey at the beginning with, the, with that, that monologue of just like, so everything sucks, everything's sad. And then you see like he has this fantastic meet cute that's so adorable yeah. with Kate Winslet's character, Clementine. And it's just her and Joel on a train, and then, and then a- after this whole setup that we forget, we're we're like well into the movie, the opening titles come up, and it's just him crying, and you're like, what? And you're like, the reveal that later you find out that that is them meeting again after both having a memory wipe, and like yeah. starting again for the first time, like that's that's beautiful and terrible at the same time. But like all that that opening where he gets that uh, his friend David Cross, love him. Shows that mm-hmm. uh, that letter they got in the mail saying like, "Hey, Clementine has had her erased. Yeah, ha- had him erased from her memory." And he goes, and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "I want it done right now." That equal like almost reactionary uh, like quid pro quo like yeah. uh, impulsive th- uh, decision to just do the same thing and then the regret halfway through. No, no, no I want to hold on to this Dude, memory. I want, like, like that that movie. This movie is like a fever dream panic attack to me. Dude, it's like. Um it's like in the heat of the moment breaking something or like taking something important and important and throwing it down a drain or like a like sewage grate like you see that kind of shit all the time like oh take it back yes and like okay there's some things that you yeah 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 you can fix it but like Mm. something you can't no exactly and and that's that's i love the bits well i okay we we'll get into it but like the the the, jumping ahead a little that part where 
they're they bring Tom Wilkinson in and they're you know trying to figure out where he's trying to grab Clementine and like hide her somewhere secret like in, in an embarrassing yeah, memory is, or, yeah yeah he's, he's, she's trying to hide yeah he's trying to hide her just somewhere a quick side note secret. if you hear if you hear noises um, oh the cats Mo, are Mo and Aria are chasing each other right yes. now and, and Aria <laughs> has the high ground currently she does have she the jumped high onto ground. the desk that the mics are currently <laughs> attached to so if you hear a kickoff that's her that's that's sorry 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 no yeah, no, so, no don't apologize for our cats but uh no like just. He's trying to like hide her in these secret areas and they keep saying like, oh, I don't know why he's off the map. It's over here. Oh, we found it. And it's just this desperation to try to, have you ever tried to, have you ever have from a sad thought once you start to come out the other side of something and you're trying to remember something about like, and it doesn't have to be a person, but it could be an event, a memory, a thing, something that was painful and you try to go back to it and you kind of realize that the edges are fuzzy and the faces are a little blank and the, the words are sort of softened and 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 it's like memory changes so much especially through the lens of emotion that like you you kind of have trouble recalling things especially when you're dealing with any kind of grief or loss yeah and and honestly over time memories fade like that anyway so so um yeah it's like your brain tries to make up the details Girl, you're my knee on. I'm so sorry. No, I don't need you to apologize. Is you okay? Um, We're having wine. Maybe maybe we should have coffee. (laughs) Oh, well, I had coffee earlier. Touche. Touche. You know what, though? What? (laughs) This happens because, like, I spend all day and I'm, like, doing my thing around the apartment and doing, like, my my social media stuff and, like, here, there. And lately I've been reading a lot. Working on um, projects. Working on projects. Doing work in advance for upcoming projects. Yeah. I'm not talking a lot. And when you talk, you breathe. And when you breathe, it introduces oxygen more or more oxygen to your brain. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And when your oxygen has more or when your oxygen, when your brain has more oxygen than it's used to or less oxygen than it's used to, that's where the ons come in. So I just need to talk more during the day. <laughs> uh, um- if I if you need an assist, I will be happy to converse with you more throughout the day. <laughs> no, it's just like I don't. Not that I'm not talking at all. It's just oh no like, no I know you know. Hmm. But anyway, so memory fades like that anyway. Yeah no right and um and but it just takes time and we don't want to take that time. We don't want to have to feel the things that are associated with these harmful memories. Um to get to the point where they're faded enough that they don't sting you're just remembering them it's like oh yeah that is a thing that happened no i totally know what you mean and i'm not talking about like trauma stuff guys okay so you're wait you're not talking about traumatic things because i think this could be like low level or high level like okay okay so i'm not talking about like uh big t trauma i'm talking about little t trauma little t yeah little t trauma so the the difference being not to diminish trauma that a person feels like within a relationship or something like that, but it's not like a devastating earthquake or or a physical or sexual assault against your person. It's these little, these smaller traumas that you encounter that are painful in the moment and painful when you remember them in recent memory and then you kind of have to work through it. But anyway, guys, I'm, I don't, I uh, my minor was in psychology. I, it's, this is not my complete area of expertise. So, like, I'm I'm not trying to diminish anything here. No, 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 no. I totally get that. Yeah. Hey, um, what you looking at over there, Jake? Oh, I was just I was just skimming through some of some of the trivia. I have I have uh, 
some notes. I know, I think like you wrote down some more. I was just taking what you were saying and trying to think of, which I know our shows are always a little freeform, but I was like, hang on. Okay, so structure, la la la, more (laughs) shit. Uh, Because there's a lot to talk about and unpack, and I I don't want us to... this is a movie that, like, I'm trying to be mindful that this episode could, for, for my part in it, could very easily become, like, a three- or four-hour episode, and I'm trying oh, to be a little careful yeah. about that. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll cut us off before then, because I'll be like, I'm sleepy. Tuesday. So, um, I guess, you know, before, like, trivia or, like, digging into our notes, I mean, we've kind of covered, like, just general reactions and, and thoughts. I'll, I'll admit, I really thought this movie was going to, like, break you and make you cry. And I'm not... I, I, you, you smiled. <laughs> You you were every time I looked over at you you were like kind of like you said you saw hope and you were kind of charmed by the movie I think and you you described it as whimsical I believe was the word you said I is that what you said yeah uh, and I I it was I, full of whimsy and for me this is like like pain filtered through beauty and I yeah. just like for me like th- this hurts like I cried a little bit less than I I had since I hadn't seen it in a while like as I remember feeling. But also, that could have been just watching it with you. Like, it, mm-hmm. like I did feel, I, maybe I was picking up on some of your good hope vibes well, that you were feeling. I, I think some of it is, um, like, yeah, it, it is definitely this heartbreaking situation. And you can tell, like, the, the uh, screenwriter, the director, they were going through some stuff. And, like, working through some pain. And this beautiful art came from that. And it's just validating. Mm-hmm. It's well, a, and you know what it also made me think of, yeah. and I just like in this moment it hit me. It reminds me of the whimsy and the 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 feel that I had when I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, just like the <laughs> you you peel back the curtain and there's this like fantastical stuff going on. I I don't know, like just. Uh, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over no, again. No, 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 but I, I get it. Really, it's just finding finding a way to take this painful thing that we usually all usually all of us will go through some sort of heartbreak like this. Um, maybe not exactly what what they do with the story and how they bring it back around and and while it has the the sci-fi fantastical element to it. It's still such a human story. Mm-hmm. It's like humans being humans and like the beauty in life and like even the the hard stuff. Like, do you actually want to forget that or does that kind of contrast the the good times and make the good times better? Yeah, no, like and yeah. it's, it's there's, there's sort of like a beauty in that stubbornness of the. OK, well, think about what this movie is like. Boil it down to like it's bare bones, yeah. right? OK, couple is together. It's really good. It ends really bad. One says, I want it to never have been. And the other says, well, that hurts. I want it to never have been too. I'm generalizing. Yeah. Okay. Erased. They meet again. And they have, uh, in my opinion, arguably a a more adorable meet cute. The second time around, having had a relationship that ended badly, knowing the worst things about each other, but having no recollection of that. And then they still... Like when they cross paths, they connect and then they 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 go at it again. And then at the end of the movie, where Kirsten Dunst's character has sent all the the patient files yeah. off to everyone, and they're hearing these these confessional tapes that they've recorded of all the worst shit that annoyed them about the other person in the relationship, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, 
she's talking about like his like annoying puppy dog eyes and the way he mumbles or something like that yeah. or you know like in, in him saying about her hair and all this overcompensating and just they're like basically attacking each other for the things yeah. that they in a lot of ways that drew them to each other like mm-hmm. their quirks and their you know what their, their unique eccentricities that, that just that, that is part of what made up the fabric of who they were as as couples at individuals that became a couple and they just learn they they're playing these tapes and they learn all that shit and imagine it's like the end of this movie like i with that repeated loop that kills me every time when it fades to white like the, the, that that ideal that you could latched onto of hope that yeah. you know what we already know that we've learned the worst things about each other and we're hearing them now and it's like fuck it i'm still choosing you hmm. they're not stuck like they wanted yeah. out of somewhere they like she even makes that comment she's like i'll get bored of you and feel stuck i think at the end or something yeah. this idea of it's too much work to get out of a relationship because even though you're not comfortable, it's more comfortable. Even though you're uncomfortable, it's more comfortable sometimes to just not change because change is scary. And this idea of that they know, hey, it went bad before. This could happen again. I still want to. That's fucking beautiful. And yeah. that hurts. And it doesn't totally erase all the pain that the movie, mm-hmm. like I feel from it. But I do, I do get the idea of of hope that you're latching onto there. But like when you boil that that love story down, it's beautiful and terrible at the same time. Yeah. And uh, well, it's again just humans being humans. Right. Exactly. Like nothing. This idea, someone who like has a lot of black and white thinking and struggles with expectations versus reality. Yay, therapy's fun. Um, it's like <laughs> I I think like it, it is hard to not see. It, it, you know, it's like it's weird. It's like it's like I'm cynical and kind of enamored at the same time. Yeah. In a weird way. Um, I did want to mention something because you're talking about like, uh, okay, so the director Michel Gondry, who I fucking love, mm. um, the idea for the film was brought to him by his friend, who like uh, these two and uh, Charlie Kaufman, who wrote the screenplay, love him too. Uh, I'm think that they're just the, I should double check but I think that they're all credited as the story writers but Michel Gondry uh, his friend Pierre Bismuth Bismuth uh, suggested to him quote you get a card in the mail that says someone you know has just erased you from their memory mm. that was the that was the jump off point for the concept of the movie oh, wow. and then you know yeah. like Charlie Kaufman like they developed this idea he took it wrote the screenplay um, this won best screenplay that year at the Oscars mm. Kate Winslet was nominated for Best Actress. That's it. I think it's criminal. I think Jim Carrey should have been up for actor. It oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely should have been up for cinematography, visual effects, and picture. Uh, Do you think the world was just not ready? Well, um, here's the thing. I was trying to remember what the shit was going on in 2004 Yeah. Uh, when this came out. And, uh, okay, so the, I, let's just go through the visual yeah. effects. The nominees that year were iRobot, Harry Potter, and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and Spider-Man oh. 2, Spider-Man 2 won. Okay, um, yeah. I but mean, also, they only had three and nominees, and they could have five. This should have been nominated. That's oh, fine. listen, Spider-Man 2 and Kirsten Dunst was in two big movies that year? Oh, Get yeah, she, it, girl. Oh, she had a good year that year. Get it, girl. Um, oh, yeah, because what did you write down? You said something about, like, okay, so this movie is... Well, oh, well, here, yeah, well, yeah, here, yeah. Said, you know what I mean. Your note, you did their counterparts. Uh, uh, MJ, the Hulk, Frodo, and... Um, oh, frick, what is his name from... Sonic, the villain. What is his name? I was like the doctor, doctor, whatever. Doctor, I, I didn't play Sonic a whole Look lot. Look it up for me, please. Because uh, I'm looking up what? something else. Right Sonic, okay, yeah. Sonic. 
Uh, just look up Jim Carrey and Sonic. I mean, our friends at Genre Geeks are just like Dr. super like pissed Something off at me right now, probably. I don't know. Uh, He's got a mustache. Who's the main villain in Sonic? Uh, Dr. 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 Robotnik. Yes. That's it. Yeah. 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 They're all in a movie together and just like causing a little bit of mayhem. And then like never nude. <laughs> Fucking there David too. Cross. My favorite part is where it just cuts over and he's smoking a joint. And he's like, I'm building a birdhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think okay. What, what what was the note? Where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. I gotta find it. Oh yeah, David Cross it. in a joint. Just I am making a birdhouse. Just like yeah, I think that that's all the note that I wrote. Okay, so um, editing this should have been up there, but it was between Aviator, which won Collateral, Finding Neverland, Million Dollar Baby, and Ray. This was the Million Dollar Dollar Baby year, and mm. I, pff, I was not about it. Um, I don't. I never watched that one. It's it's delight. It's it's, it's delightfully disappointing. Oh no. Uh, it's it's fine. It's a fine movie. It was it was the movie that made me stop taking Clint Eastwood as a director like seriously. Well, but I I looked up the the quote. Uh, Which quote? The the Alexander Pope one. Because I oh, feel like that okay. quote was yeah. Because yeah. first it was a Nietzsche quote Nietzsche first, quote, and then it was, um, oh, Alexander gosh. Pope, which the title's taken from. Yeah. Um, checking your notes. Look at my notes. You got this. While you're doing that, cinematography, it wasn't nominated. The Aviator won, but we also had House of Flying Daggers, Passion our- of the Christ, Phantom of the Opera, and A Very Long Engagement. I could easily swap several of those <gasps> out for- Phantom of the Opera, Emmy Rossum, Shameless. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could easily- Jeremy Allen White, my new boyfriend. I know. We're really hooked on Shameless. I mean, yeah. I, I could totally take Passion of the Christ or Very Long Engagement out pretty easily and swap Eternal Sunshine in, and that would be like writing a wrong- uh let's see actor i don't know i just i i genuinely think this it's hard for me to say if it's his best because i know a lot of people would probably say man on the moon this is definitely my favorite jim carrey performance like i i was just very shaken by what i saw him capable of doing in this like i I, like he's always been like fucking great but i remember when i saw this i was not prepared for his Dude, performance in this. And him and Kate Winslet especially. Like she's she's next level. She's actually cited, I think she said to what was it, Empire Magazine. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt. Uh oh, you're yeah, fine. Empire Magazine. She mentioned that this was uh her own favorite performance. Hmm. I um there's an old adage that says that um comedy is hard and drama is easy. Mm-hmm. Um and we see this constantly with these people that are into comedy whenever they get into a dramatic role it's just i mean it doesn't happen every time but it's just transcendent like jim carrey uh, uh, robin williams very often i think comedy actors make like some of the best dramatic actors dude i even love Kristen wig whenever she's doing drama like you haven't oh and you haven't seen the skeleton twins have you uh -uh. that's my favorite performance i've seen from it's her and bill Hader. do you know about this movie no Okay, can I tell you the quick setup, even though this is a tangent? Yes. Okay, so they're twins. Like not a tangent? How uh, dare you? Not not ident- fraternal twins. They're twins, but not fraternal twins. Yeah. Okay, so like they're twin siblings. Um, Identical and fraternal. Yeah, they're twin yeah. siblings that are estranged that reconnect because they both attempt suicide on the same night. Oh shit. That's that. That's all the setup I'm going to give you. It's a beautiful, funny, heartbreaking, amazing film. Yeah. And it is probably the two of the best. Definitely one of the best performances I've seen from each of them, but probably my favorite, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Like, oh, and Severance, too. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking Adam Scott. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Well, everyone and, in Severance. And Ben Stiller directs it. Yeah. 
Like, and that's the thing. Everyone, and even in the character that's the comic relief. I want to remember my fucking kid being born. Dude. Cry. Oh, oh okay. my God. I, that I kills found, me. I found, the, I found the quote that I was looking for. Okay, the go ahead. Nietzsche quote. Blessed are the forgetful, for they get the better even of their blunders. Was that it? No, that was it. For oh, that no. one. And then oh, the, oh, sorry. oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. You, you're saying the Nietzsche Pope, one. Ugh, I flipped Alexander, them. My bad. Forgive no, me. No, you're fine. Alexander Pope one is, how happy is the blameless, blameless Vestal's lot, the world forgetting by the world forgot, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, each prayer accepted and each wish resigned. That's like just really Dude, fucking beautiful. So I, I just have this image of like as, okay, so the prompt, um, you just got a, a note in the mail that your memory has or the memory of you has been erased from someone's mind like I'm sorry i'm sitting here trying to think of like don't want something is i get a letter of that from you like how heartbreaking is that oh that's God. just ugh. well um but yeah okay go but ahead I, I i just imagine um this group of people who are putting together this script like looking up quotes like this and like that's the birth of the the name of the the movie too it's like okay so it's not because it's a long, mouth, like wordy mouthful of a title. Yeah, uh, that, but w- it's that when you hear spot it, you're like, on. and it's a movie that like, when people say "Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind," it's a hard title to remember unless you know the movie. Yeah, like you know. So, well, but then we also have "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," so <laughs> that's true. It cuts both ways, friends. That, okay, no, that's fair, but I just remember, I don't know, like this. Yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> There's just so much it's hard to like pin down exactly what we want to talk about. I think is I want, where here's the thing. This movie this movie is like it it, it didn't not do well. Like it's it, yeah. and it, it's also like in, it's in still the converse, talked about, it's in the conversation. Yes. But also almost like, twenty years later. When I'm thinking of like everything that came out this year, okay, so this is before the Oscars expanded to up to possible ten nominations when there was only five. Okay, so two thousand four. These were the best picture nominees. Okay. Yeah. Million dollar baby won. The Aviator, Finding Neverland, Ray, and Sideways. I could easily drop Million Dollar Baby, Finding Neverland, or Ray, even though I like parts of elements, those films to varying degrees. The I did like ladder. Finding Neverland. I, I like it too. That. I'm just saying I could easily, if it came down to it, I'm like, any of you can be replaced with that film. I would absolutely keep it Aviator is wa- and Sideways. But oh, I've never fuck? seen either of those. Making a note. Oh. Not sideways either. Oh, we're going to have a good talk about sideways and drink mm-hmm. a lot of wine. That'll be fun. Oh, um, Aviator's fantastic. But uh, no, it's just, come on. I wanted this one to be bigger, you know, and best director. It was Clint Eastwood Martin, Dude, for a Million still- Dollar Baby, Martin Scorsese for The Aviator, Taylor Hackford for Ray, Alexander Payne for Sideways, and Mike Lee for Vera Drake. I could easily kick Michelle Gondry in for most of them outside of Martin Scorsese. Or but, Alexander well, Payne? That's that's the thing, though. That's the perfect thing. No, the, it's still being talked about today. That's yeah. that's the lasting thing. I think this film has weathered and lasted longer than several of the other ones that were championed that year. And honestly, that's sometimes the way it goes. And and I, I'm sure the Academy has to factor in accessibility um, in... And they're... It, deci- or they yeah. do. And it was, it was the Million Dollar Baby and Ray year because, okay, also... Jamie Foxx, he, oh, he was having a hell of a year. He won for Ray, but was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Collateral. He was like double nominated that Dang. year. So like, honestly, I'll admit the competition critically in, in in terms of what was doing well that year and what was big releases, it was kind of a stacked year. Damn. Um, also, this was the first year post, okay, we're not talking about, because the year before was it didn't matter what came out, Lord of the Rings won everything. 
because the you know 2003 was a uh, return of the king and it was like okay we're tying with ben-hur and titanic for the most oscars of all time oh my gosh <laughs> uh but no so it was again it was a rough year like or in terms of competition or uh, like a tough competition year but i think god it's just, this movie's like so it's so important to me it's hard for me to separate my bias um now we watched I, I had just like actually picked this up recently. Kino had recently re-released this movie uh, as on a 4K Blu-ray with a brand new ma- uh, remaster, and I was I, I was really excited to pick that up just for us to watch this because I wanted to see what the new print looked like. God, this movie looked beautiful. I've never yes, I did. don't remember it looking that good. Like th- it, I think that it looked better than it I rem- than it did in the theater with this print. Honestly. Um. Okay. So I, I kind of want to like jump into the little petty thing. Yeah. That sorry. I I'm all over the place. No, 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 I, have, no. I, I don't, okay. I, I have a bunch of shit to talk about. It's just very like machine gun pointed at whatever it gets. Hit, I know gets hit. I I'm the same way here, but I, I, I want to point out this little shitty detail. That <laughs> it's not a shitty detail. A shitty detail. It's not a shitty detail. Okay. It's, it, it was kind of like a shitty thing in my head. Cause at, at the start, Jim Carrey wakes up. Um, Joel wakes up mm-hmm. and I, I noticed that, his PJ still had like a like a line in the arm, like you could tell they had recently been folded up. And I was like, "Oh man, I wish the costume team would have steamed those better." Mm, oh God! But then later, we see like at like right before he's going through the like overnight memory deletion, mm-hmm. he pulls those out of a package, like they're they're issued to him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not his PJs. He has been given them yeah, he, from they, this group. He opened so them they, up, yeah. co- they, they come out of a package and he puts them on. So, of course, there's going to be a fold line. And it's like, oh, God, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> you know what? I remember them pulling out of the bag, but I didn't pay attention to the idea that there were creases on there before. Like, that, that's just a beautiful attention to detail because this movie is, like, oh, very dude, carefully That's kind of, like, one of the things detailed that and nuanced. Jake and I have been doing recently is, well... I, actually, I think it's coming from you more. Like as we're watching Shameless. Oh, are you talking about the lav mic? Yeah, we're comment? we're whenever we notice like a cable for a mic or like the mic pack on somebody. Yeah, for like back, a lot. Yeah, like when you whenever we, you lav mic an actor. Yeah, we've been and and that just means a lavalier mic. Is, oh, yeah. is a small microphone that is placed on your body. If you are I'm not bad in at a just movie, using phrases, assuming people know. No, it's Good, okay. No, thank um, you. Good point. Like it. Sometimes you'll see them clipped on somebody's like lapel or mm-hmm. um, their collar if it's not or uh, taped somewhere ta- in the yeah. chest region. Yes, yeah. um, or like in the case of a movie or TV show, they want to hide that to make it look more natural. Sure. Um, so <laughs> we, the two of us, spent a lot of time trying to make lav mics or yeah, like, lavalier okay, mics like on our, uh, invisible uh, uh, well, well also this is the first time uh for me really actively messing with lavs our recent feature that we're we're making compression yeah. uh and we were so careful about like oh can you see the lav mic and then i just all of a sudden it's like i started no it's like when i i, I get so obsessed with whenever i'm filming mm-hmm. and not like when i'm crossing near an actor like if i'm like between the actor and the light of accidentally casting camera shadow mm-hmm. and it drives me nuts and i'm like oh no, okay i gotta cut around that and then i'll watch Big, big scale TV shows or, or movies and like you'll just see when the camera's swooping around and you'll have like the shadow just cross on the actor for a minute and 
they leave it in and I'm just like, well, well okay, cool. If it's good enough for a $200 million movie, then it's good enough for me. I don't care. Well, and, and this is not us disparaging no, them. No, no, no. I, I'm not. It actually, it, yeah, it actually yeah, makes, yeah. yeah. No, it it's makes a good us, thing for me. It, it makes us feel better because we, like, we, we stress so much over hiding the love and it's like, if you're looking at that, you're not in it. We're just looking yeah. at it because we play in the same field. Yes, so. we play. Uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, I remember uh, getting into theater like as a profession um one of the things that uh, a friend of mine who works in tech told me and i forgive me i don't remember who it was that said it but whenever they go and see professional shows when there's some element of spectacle or just like some technical aspect like while they are amazed by it they're also trying to figure out how it works yeah um and it's so like we know how the sausage gets made so we're interested in how right. to make it look that way and so to, to and know, it's really not that distracting. Yeah. Here's the thing: I guarantee you, most people, like generally, no one's gonna notice. We're just like looking for it every once in a while. I'm like, is that a crease in the shirt? Oh no, that's the mic cord. And I'm like, it's fine. And honestly, it's just because we know what to look for. And again, it's a, I feel it's, like I feel like Leo in uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm like, but, ah, ah, there it is, but, pointing. But it's. It's not us being like, ha look at us. No, 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 no not it, it's not critique. Honestly, it's like, honestly, oh, it's it's giving whew. it gives me a little bit of peace of like, hey, yeah. focus on the story, don't worry about it so much, unless it's like brazenly really? apparent. Yeah, like it's so. Uh, I don't know if our friends listening will know this, but Jake and I are a little bit um. Of, uh, we're a little bit of perfectionists in our art and that Some, can kind sometimes of sometimes to both of our detriment yeah that yeah. can sometimes get in the way of getting stuff done because if you can't do it perfectly then why do it mm -hmm. um but be like you've yeah. been spending way too long on this tiny little <laughs> detail move on yeah but uh so no i'm i know sorry yeah, i wasn't yeah, saying yeah. you talking i'm saying like when we're doing that on set yeah. or something it's like but, okay this you know what it's not that you're saying good enough which i no, hate. no 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 it's that you're like you're overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the overthinking it and like being so worried about every single element being perfect mm -hmm. uh, when it's impossible to do that. Of course it's, it is. Like, because again, we're we're all humans. Uh, it it's freeing, and like you feel like you can give yourself grace in the moments where you're like, oh man, I messed that up. It's like, no, 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 D like be kind to yourself because you're making art and art is messy and just go for it. I love that. I love you. Yeah. Let me share some other little tidbits. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. That was, that was beautiful. I have nothing to add other than, you're yeah. like, um, moving on. Um, no. Oh God, I didn't mean <laughs> no, that. No, no, I just, no, I, I know that you didn't sorry, mean it I, that I way. think that was beautifully put. I have nothing to add. Other no, than I yeah, just would be no. repeating what you said for so. I'm yeah. Good. Um, Okay, so despite the fact uh, Charlie Kaufman's script and Michelle Gondry's uh, visual concepts were very closely followed, the cast members were actually given a lot of opportunity and chances to improvise. Mm. Um, so like Elijah Wood, Elijah fucking Wood and Mark oh Ruffalo, this God. cast is, here. I, that's why I was like at first, I was like, do you know who's in this? You're like Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. I'm like, oh, you got treats ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, My dude, Elijah Wood is so, his character and, and is such a shit. This is one of the few, I'd say this and Sin City, I'm sure there are others, but those are the first two when I think of where I'm like, it's weird to watch a movie where you don't like Elijah Wood. What's the one where it's point of view? Maniac. Like, yes. I, I, weirdly enough, I sympathized with him more in that than I did this. That may say something about me as a person. Well, no, like, well, this the one. remake. Oh God, I love that you love that. By the way, it the, was so the, good. That Maniac remake. Yeah, because it's what? it's super it's super rough to watch. That's a little cringy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like Elijah Wood and Mark Ruffalo, they improvised 
kind of extensively. And mm. much of the dialogue between Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet resulted uh, from their videotaped rehearsal sessions, during which the two became close by sharing tales of their real life relationships and heartbreaks. Mm. Um, and and so uh, there was a lot of like. This movie felt like it was like you know, it was very carefully structured, but it left a lot of room for okay. These are the parameters. Have fun and play. Like for instance, during the train scene early on, remember when you said, "Did he just? Did she just punch him?" Yeah. Fun fact: Kate Winslet punched Jim Carrey in that scene. Obviously, it was not staged or planned, and Jim Carrey's response is that of genuine surprise. <laughs> it was just a punch in the arm, and that yeah. that reaction. Yes, you could stage that and act that, but I love that it just happened based off their chemistry, and they set up like, okay, we're scene partners. This is how we can be. Yeah. And it was, and uh, for uh, another one. Okay, so Stan, Mark Ruffalo's character. Yeah. Uh, remember that part where ever uh, Jim Carrey's first being brought into Tom Wilkinson's office, and uh, he jumps out around the corner and scares Kirsten yes. Dunst because he was trying to play. So when he scares Mary, her character, Michelle Gondry asked Mark Ruffalo to hide at different spots in each take so her scare would be genuine each time. So he was never in the same spot for each take. And I kind of like, it's like like safe playing. I would never yeah. be like, do something that would make an actor feel like unsafe or like you can't trust the people that are watching out for you. But I'm like, I kind of love that. You know what that makes me think of, Jake? I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, like, because when- <laughs> be, I'm saying this carefully because you rage so much against <laughs> method acting and things like this. No, but- no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. It's like whenever also, I'm being I go- hyperbolic. I'm, I, no, you don't no, really do I that. Don't, but- it, it, there's a time and a place. And as long as you're not being a bag of dicks to somebody like, do your That's art. It's easy. Just don't do, be a yeah, bag of dicks. Yeah, do your art the way you need to, but also like don't be don't be an asshole. Anyway, no, this is right. making which, me which think I th- of which I think is communication and building trust. And if you, if you, here's you, you know gotta, what you, it's all about communication, Jacob. Which you could have said a lot of this movie is. A, oh. Anyway, okay. So what were you gonna say? <laughs> um, it's like whenever I, I go to unlock the door. <laughs> you're there and you open it i'm not even sorry for this This is my favorite thing (laughs) i i am sure that we've talked about this recently i maybe even in the last episode if if not here's the thing we talk about it all the time so i'm sure it's come up in the episode so like i'll go to unlock but maybe maybe someone who's listening hasn't heard that episode yet so it's fine (laughs) then jake will real quick unlock it open the door Yeah, i can hear you come up the stairs and i can hear the key start to go in the lock so i'll immediately like unlock it and pull the door open and it scares me but i don't scream i don't hit i don't freeze i freeze and i throw my keys inside and then i shut the door and lock it and you have to knock to get let in (laughs) just like hello so it's like uh also also if i was kirsten dunstan that's what? Okay, this this could be phrased if, if like you type this transcript out. I feel like this would just sound like I'm a mean asshole. It's really it's no, a joke. It's, it's hilarious. It's playful. Like it's, no, we no, both think it's no, funny. It's like fine. wait, you do think it's funny, right? Like if this bothers you, I would like um, please tell me. Yeah, and I'll put it. I think it's funny. Good. No, no, I really do. Excellent. Yeah, but um, no. All this to say, if I was Kirsten Dunst in that scene, and Mark Ruffalo kept scaring me, and you would have just ways, thrown the clipboard. I would have thrown something. I would ha- I would have had to try really hard not to throw something. Oh God! Um, <laughs> so okay, so I love this part. Uh, so initially, the the train scene st- sticking on that scene for a minute. Uh, the music was originally the score was going to fill the gap during the silence between when they talked. Okay, Joel and Clementine. Yeah. But Charlie Kaufman actually suggested the opposite. So then the, they switched it, and the music plays whenever they're talking and pauses when they pause. Mm. So it's almost like. To keep the things, to keep the music going, keep the scene alive, it's like you kind of have to keep the scene going. And it, I remember th- feeling that without paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like when I read that, I'm like, that's why that scene feels that way to me. And I think it's beautiful. Mm. Um, it's a very subconscious thing. You don't notice it until like you notice it. And I didn't notice it till I read that. And I'm like, that's why I always felt a certain kind of way about that. It just fits. Um, mm. 
So uh, when Joel was in is in his head, and he's uh, visiting his session of the erasing process. Yeah. No special effects were used to show the two Joels in one scene. Jim Carrey had to take off his hat and jacket when he was not on the shot and quickly sit down in the chair and vice versa when he had to stand up. Amazing. Okay, uh, this is this is, this is is a fun thing and why I love it. Visually, this is one of the most creative and inventive movies I've ever seen. Like, when you're thinking visually from, like, cinematography, creative effects, editing, just in terms of, like, visually innovative and creative, and you're, I'm thinking of, like, the most, fuck, I haven't seen anything done like that, and blah, it's a short list. And two of the two that come to mind, there's several... Like, Amelie would probably be up there. And, of course, yeah. like, a Matrix effects. But when I'm thinking of, like, this corner of, like, I've never seen shit like that. Uh, first two that come to mind are uh, Requ- Requiem for a Dream and Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless yeah. Mind. Uh, most recently, the only thing that I can really, like, liken that to would probably be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. Um, where, I mean, there's others for sure. But where you're just like, I, I've i seen something fresh yeah, it is just new. Oh, uh, but um, somebody's like breathing anew into this. Yeah, art like trying something different. And what I love about this, I should, I, I feel like I, I almost wish I had done this before we started recording, but now I'm gonna have to do this after the fact. So Michel Gondry has directed some of my favorite music videos of all time. Hmm. He, he was like, he's just, he's, he's one of my favorite music video directors. It's weird that we're doing this as sort of a one-two punch, and I didn't think of it, but our last episode never let me go. Mark Romanek is also one of my favorite uh, music video directors. Like, I think if you're saying, like, the greatest music video directors of all time, those are two of the top five for me. Yeah. And showing you, like, my favorite films from them. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, but point being, like, lots of visual innovativeness and creativity. Virtually all of the most bizarre and fascinating scenes in this movie were created with old-fashioned camera editing and lighting and prop and set tricks. Digital Digital effects use was very, very limited. The, for instance, the kitchen scene with Joel as a child, where they're mm-hmm. like in, you know, like he's under the table, and then yeah. they're in the in the bath and in, in the sink and everything. Yeah. It was created with an elaborate forced perspective setup, similar to how Peter Jackson did in Lord of the Rings, like yeah. or you know, like Frodo and Gandalf are not sitting on the same bench; they're you know once further yeah. back, and it's sort of like the, as the camera sees in two D. Yeah, you know, if you're not doing three D shit, it's like it's uh. It Just flattens it and you can't tell. Yes, force perspective kind of. So like it's... Um, trick of the eye. Yeah, but I love that. That whole kitchen scene is so innovative. And all the other stuff where like she's... Two of my favorite shots of all time are in this film. Yeah. Which is that overhead where they're just like laying on the crack on the ice. Yeah. When they, they have that night picnic. And then, or, you know, they go out to yeah. the ice at night. Yeah. And then just that, from that same scene revisited later, where he's laying on a side and she's on the ice and you just see her get like dragged backwards in darkness from yeah. like looking like straight at the camera. That... Those shots like live rent free in my head for till I die. They did a uh, lot of really cool stuff with lighting. Oh yeah, the, the lighting too. is so like, incredible. To, and the I, set. Think about the sets that they had to build for the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And all the sand. Yeah, the sand. And then later, oh. when they're in that same apartment, they're like, "Okay, there has to be sand on the floor." And now it has to rain. Yeah. Because it's like <laughs> you know they're going that memory like the way that memory and that bleeds so much is so beautiful. But the isn't only that how thing, your brain works? It is like, the only other film that I've seen. Okay, I shouldn't say only. The only other one that comes to mind without me digging really deep in terms of it blends like the idea of like dreams and, and like memory and reality and the way they cross over like that is Inception. Because mm-hmm. you remember that whole bit where like right before they go under, I, I, God, I wish you hadn't seen that because I would love to do an episode That would have been but, so cool. But do you remember yeah. like when they, the, the big action scene in the middle when they all go in together, when they put the mind, they put the heist together and they all go in and it's raining and it's because the dude whose who's dream that they're in just drank a shit ton of champagne before the plane took off. Mm. And he's like, I really have to pee. And so all of a sudden they're like, why is it fucking raining? And it's like, that kind of reminds me of the similar about um, 
where they're sitting in the apartment and he's going back to that that memory of stomping around as a kid yeah. and all of a sudden it starts the raining puddles. in the apartment and she's like it's working it's working that just hurts me anyway um okay so the scene where Joel and Clementine watch the circus go through the streets yeah that was made up on the spot yeah the film crew and cast happened to be working nearby and Michelle Gondry, the director, decided it could work well in the film. So the part where Clementine disappears suddenly as it is one of Gondry's favorite moments in the film. Jim Carrey didn't know that Kate Winslet was going to disappear in that scene. Remember how they're there and all of a sudden he's like, huh? Yeah. And Gondry liked it because Jim Carrey's face was so saddened. When the sound blanks out in the final film, if you notice, he broke and he turns and he's saying, Kate. He's like, Kate, where'd you go? So in that whole scene, it's like, and I love, I love, but I like, it's such a beautiful, I like, it's, Gondry is, he kind of reminds me of like, I remember hearing stories about like Hitchcock, like on like Rear Window, where he would just set up things and give like, you know, like set up moments for like these natural things to kind of pop up for, you know, like happy circumstances. Like one of my favorite. We need to watch Rear Window. One of my favorite stories, and I don't mind telling you this in advance, I may have told you before, and I don't know if I've said it on the show, but one of my favorite like directing stories of all time is on, uh. Yeah, it's in Rear Window, and uh, I'm going to paraphrase this probably terribly, but um, there's a whole scene where um, Jimmy Stewart's character is laid up in his apartment with a, a broken leg, as mm-hmm. I recall, and like, you know, so he's just like using binoculars, and he's just, or a telescope, and he's just watching, he's observing and spying on his neighbors that are all out, like, it's like these, think of like a quad, and there's like apartments, walls mm-hmm. all around, and there's just like a quad in the middle yeah. of the area, and all these, uh, all the people go out on their balconies because it is like super super hot so people are taking their mattresses out on the balcony to sleep because it's too hot to sleep inside yeah and they're trying to like save so uh there's this one scene where i think if i remember it's been a while it starts to rain and so there's this married couple and the rain starts to come down and they're the whole scene is they're supposed to just it's it literally they have no dialogue it's just jimmy stewart's watching them from afar and you know hitchcock is like directing them via like walkie-talkies from the set where jimmy stewart is like across the way like okay now do this and uh or something like that or relaying whatever it's being communications being passed forward Mm -hmm. so they're supposed to when the rain starts take the mattress in the window and get inside oh get out of the rain yeah and so he told uh i don't remember which one was which way but he told friends we'll just go with the story he told the husband something like now remember Whenever the rain starts, you guys are going to pick up the mattress and go in go in the window through the left, right? And he goes, okay. And he told the, the, the actress playing the wife, now remember, when the rain starts, you guys are going to pick up the mattress and you're going to go in to the right, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. So he gave them intentionally cross direction and was like, watch. And then they, he called action, started the scene, and all of a sudden... The rain started. The actors get up. One tries to go one way. The other's like, what? And they, you, there's this moment where they're like, what are you doing? Go this way. And it, it feels like this argumentative thing of these people that live together that are like, their patience is thin from being in the heat. And now they're getting rained on. They're like, you never do anything right. Just go in. And it's like this weird tug of war. Yeah. That works so naturally. Sorry. Better than anything of like, I want you guys to stage this. And it was, it was like this. It's a little manipulative, but it's like what I like to consider harmfully playful. I don't know if anybody would agree with that, but like I'm like I'm I'm like like harmlessly playful. Sorry, wine is harmfully. It's harmlessly playful, not harmfully. The opposite of what I initially said. Yeah, okay, okay. But you know, it was kind of like a beautiful little. um, I thought it was like a beautiful little moment, and like I like things like that. But anyway, I digress. Moving on. Um, Okay, so. Uh, Michel Gondry had a unique system of controlling his camera uh, ops while shooting. Use of a headset for himself and earpieces for the two operators. He would speak to them in French while the cameras were rolling and the actors were doing their parts so that he could have a say on all angles no matter where the actors were. Because as you could tell, there's a sort of... 
Yeah. You know, like a lot, if you notice, like a lot of angles in each scene kind of all over the place. Um, a little uh, bit like a certain cinematographer I know sitting across the desk from me. How dare you? How dare you? Thank you, I think. Um, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this this resulted in large degrees <laughs> of spontaneity. Since the actors could decide while in character whether to have an entire conversation sitting on a couch or get up and walk over to a window, Kate Winslet said that she felt that this freedom enhanced her performance and that sometimes they would do different takes of the same scene completely different, ba- differently based purely on gut feelings for what the characters might have done. I'll be honest, that sounds like a dream scenario for how to do a scene. You know I, what? I, I, like, I, I always... For me, I, I, yeah, I, I shouldn't even put my name in the same breath as Michelle Gondry, but like, but point being, I adore the idea of like playing until it feels right. It's never like I never like you never know you should never not know what you want in terms mm-hmm. of performance or camera angle or anything that your responsibilities are as a director when you walk on set. But it is fun. There is a certain alchemy that happens when you have the lights on and the set set up and the makeup on and the actors in wardrobe and the camera rolling and you're there that there are things you can't plan for mm-hmm. sometimes that you have to feel out. And those are always the moments I notice like that I love in movies when people talk about it. I'm like, yeah, that was sort of like off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you get so married, I think if you get so married to the blueprint, which you should follow your shot list and your storyboards yeah. and your script, uh, but you know, it is a blueprint and yeah. if you, it's, it's sort of like, you know, you learn how to color within the lines before you learn how to break that rule and color outside of well, the lines. Well, you know what you know, it like reminds you, me of. And I, I, I find that extremely freeing. I love to do that. I've had actors and crew, mm-hmm. sorry, that have like been driven nuts on set that way. I know. Like it, whether or not spoken or unspoken, I can just tell them like, thank you for bearing with me. But like I love like I love that approach. Like I, I very much idealize that and think that that's beautiful. It, it reminds me a lot of um, the way my favorite directors for stage operate. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes. Tell me more, please. Um, There's a lot of, okay, I have an idea of what the structure will be, mm-hmm. Um, but let's play first, mm-hmm. and then we can shape that together. It's a lot of the ways that you work, too. Well, I mean, I, honestly, like, I am, you know me, I, I can say it, I'm a control freak, you know, we know this, duh. What? I want things exactly how I want them, but also, like, you know, a large part of directing is filtering ideas. Not all the best ideas come from you. And you can be so rigid that you like get stuck at, no, we have to follow this. This was the plan. And, you know, you don't allow for that organic breath that happens that you feel in a scene. Sometimes I'm sounding very pretentious, but like, (laughs) that's what I think. You know, I I, I love um, that. You, You have to be open to that. I'm not saying you can always, you always have the plan that you've carefully calculated that you fall back on. But if there's an opportunity for why not, we're here, do it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's and you a know collaborative what? art. You can always, here's the thing. It, you just cut the footage if it doesn't work. That's the fun part. <laughs> if it, or, or you might you might find some door you didn't know could open. Mm-hmm. And that's that's great. But um, anyway, yeah, so she said just like based on those gut feelings for what they've done, I thought it was beautiful. Um, so Clementine's hair goes through several color changes, blue, yeah. orange, red, green, and brown, which she which seems to be her natural hair, natural hair color, brown. Yeah. Um, this helps the viewer to keep track of where her relationship with Joel corresponds to the plot. More on that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is fun. According to Mark Ruffalo, the scene where uh, Stan and Mary, him and Kirsten Dunst, dance in their underwear over an unconscious Joel was improvised. <laughs> I love that. That was like, That is so... Was yeah, such that, a that was not planned. They're bizarre. like, "Hey, should we do this? Do you want to do this? Okay, l- yeah, keep rolling. Let's do yeah. this." I thought, I, I just, it's a fun scene. Like I, and I get it, but it's so. <sighs> it speaks to something like treating people as products instead a, a, of a little bit, and, and think instead about of how, actual humans. It is, and think of how you mean like 
Oh, because like he's he's unconscious on the bed, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and and you know, okay, th- okay. Let's set this up. So he wants this procedure done. He wants mm-hmm. to have his mind erased. We get there, and it's Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Woods characters, and they're you know getting drunk. Uh, you know, they're drinking and just talking yeah. and just kind of like it's very like informal. It feels kind of not professional, but they're like, yeah, he's out. He can't feel anything. You know, Mary comes over. They've done so many of these that yeah. they can just do. Yeah, it's just sort of like whatever. autopilot. Like, don't worry. This is, you know, he even says, he's like, it's on autopilot. It's fine. Mary comes over. Uh, you know, they hook up. They get stoned. And it's this whole, and until things go bad. It's very like, if you think for Joel, it's like they're coming in his home and getting kind of fucked up and sort of like, you know, digging Dude, around in the recess like of his mind. And messing with his brain. And now they're going to, and now they know all these things about him that they're erasing that he won't even know. It's, it, this really feels like. Yeah, come in and read my diary while I'm sleeping in a way. Yeah, but um, but I've told you that it's okay. But I yeah, guess. but I've signed an, a, a consent. But I don't like, really agreement. know what that, I don't really know what I have signed myself up for. I know, and the fact that here's what he's like when Elijah Wood starts talking about stealing a pair of her underwear. Okay, first off, this is so fucked up. Okay, it's so Elijah so Wood fucked up crushes on Kate Winslet's character. He crushes on Clementine because uh, he finds out that like, oh, well, I had a liking to her and he stole a pair of her panties on the eraser and then just started using all of Joel's stuff that should have been destroyed to use his words to seduce her. And he started and Joel starts to hear this. He's like, he stole a pair of her panties using my words to seduce her. Blah blah. It's it's kind of a uniquely fucked up scenario. Yeah. (laughs) What's 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 interesting would be to know what happens next. Oh, right. Because there's not really the only consequence we see is that um, some of the things that Elijah Wood's character says Mm -hmm. kind of trigger something in um, Kate Winslet's character in Clementine. And that causes the the end of their relationship. Right. Um, which, I mean, that's, that is enough that like a break of trust, a break of relationship, even if it's something that, you know, like. Oh, I have to step away because this this is harming me and I can't it's not a tangible thing but it, well, and, like I, it is affecting me in such a way this is done no you're totally right, right. and but like how do you operate after you find out that someone has been so devious that's a really good question um or do you just leave it you know um it's not really like they knew yeah, him I'm, I'm I'm not trying to like treat that like rhetorically, but like I, I, I could say I think it would just depend on my mood and the circumstances and the person because I could see there's the duh reaction and then there's the well, I don't know I'd have to see how you feel in that moment because some you know, things some things you some things you're just like this isn't worth it and some you're like no dude, we're digging in on this if the movie was from his perspective Joel's no or from Elijah um, Wood's character yes Stan? From, Stan? no no sorry Patrick Patrick yes thank Patrick. you from his Stan per- is Mark Ruffalo. From his perspective, like he might be the hero of the story, right? It's like, oh, he had found this girl. He fell in love. He knows the way into her heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's going to try to make her fall. Do you it, like, yeah, but you know what? That made me think of a little bit, but it's just a completely different scenario. It's, um, 50 first dates, but it's, Ooh. it's so different. It's this, completely different. Do, okay. Um, <clears throat> It I don't. Yeah, I, I, I thought I had a question on that, but I'm not sure how I what I'd want to it, ask. Yeah, okay. I, devious. I, do you do you have a bias? Okay, do you have a bias towards this? Like, you know, do you? I feel like this. While we are arguably Joe is our protagonist, and Joel is our protagonist here, but like, 
I don't feel like this is completely slighted from his point of view or hers. Now, granted, we're seeing a lot of her thoughts through his projection in his mind where it's not, which I'll, you know, there's some interesting notes on that here in a minute. But like, I don't, I don't feel like this is really like a one-sided portrayal of a relationship. I feel like it's very honest. Like you, this does not erase his flaws or like you see, like honestly, like I, I see so much in their relationship of like oh yeah you guys burn bright so quick and then when they're sitting at that Chinese restaurant and it's just like all these little things at the end of a relationship it's like are you guys even happy together when he's like I don't want to be one of those couples that people like take pity on when you're out at a restaurant or whatever Mm -hmm. like I feel that shit so much and that was 2004 that was before like we were all so obsessed with our screens Um, but no I really think that it does a fair job with everybody. Mm-hmm. What what I'm saying is Elijah Wood's character, though. Like, if we had to paint a like an antagonist, yes, in the in the story, it would be him. Like trying to oh, like God, swoop in on this. So no, I don't think that. Well, and everyone's it, flawed because look, look, even the guy Tom Wilkinson's character that designed the the or the, you know is the is yeah. the the chief of this technology. Um, or the service right now. He's like the head of that practice. The, uh, you know, the, his whole bit with Kirsten Dunst and that reveal of we had a relationship before and you wanted to erase, which I is a fucking bombshell every time you yeah. watch this movie. Or that that realization of when his wife says, "Don't be a monster," tell her. Like you know, like yeah. and it's like we did this before that they had a, they hooked up and they wanted to erase. Like even it's flawed from the top down. Do Every, everyone and-, and Mark Mark Ruffalo's just kind of. I feel sorry for him. he's kind of there just trying to do his best. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's um and, and I also find it interesting. Curious your thoughts on this. Yeah. I, oh, shit. I, hang on. Were nope. you finished with your thought? Did I just fucking steamroll over you? I apologize. No, I'm good. Go, uh, go, go. Okay, so like would you would you agree with that it Joel and Patrick, Jim Carrey and uh Elijah Wood, they kind of feel like similar I like I feel for them both in different ways like they feel like different ends of the spectrum of like people that just don't know how to connect with or talk to someone romantically whether and I'm not even gonna say like whether that's of opposite or same sex or just like anyone you're pursuing romantically like you Joel is more of the type that he doesn't I'm trying to put this the right way like or what I'm trying to say like he he doesn't really He's, he's more passive, you know, mm-hmm. like, like he's just sort of like, he even says, he's like, I can't even make eye contact with a woman, yeah. you know, and he's just very like, kind of, oh, well, they need, whoever it is needs to come to me. My interest is not going to be enough for me to like pursue or go out. And then Elijah Wood is like, well, I'm going to go about it in the most uh, like terrible, selfish, toxic way. But he just is like, I just, you know, the way you yeah. can tell the way he's talking to Mark Ruffalo, he keeps saying like, oh, I'm having an issue with my girlfriend. Did I mention I have a girlfriend? My girlfriend troubles. Like he keeps like mentioning yeah. it, like, did you know? He's so, like, I get the impression of his character. He it's, just he's wants so, to be in love. He's so desperate to have someone to, whether it's to not be alone or he needs like, you know, just affirmation or to, or to feel wanted. But he's going about, like, I mean, he's like, I, he, here's the thing. I genuinely believe through the, through the performance, I'm not condoning this to clarify that, you know, the whole bit when he's like, oh, I took a pair of her panties. And he's like, what the? And Mark Ruffalo's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, what is? They were clean. It wasn't like it was like, I genuinely don't think that he sees the bad in this. And that's the part of the problem. He's like, what did I do that's so wrong? This was harmless. I want someone. And he takes these notes from someone else like, oh, if I say their magic words, this person will like me. I can be the new you, right? And it it's 
actively villainous and terrible, but also it's like these two people that don't know how to connect and relate. And one is just, I'm not going to do anything. And the other is like, well, I'm going to choose this path. Oh, that's bad. And it, 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 they feel like, I don't want to say like one's one bad day away from being the other one, but they, they, they do kind of feel like they live in a similar camp, but on different corners. So, so um, I, like, I, I'm curious, especially I, like I, I'm sitting here like as a dude talking about this, <laughs> like I'm curious your thoughts on that. I think what it all boils down to is that some people think there's this script that they have to follow when it comes to being in love or like wooing somebody or yeah. uh, how how you are supposed to act whenever you meet a person. I, I think there's this idea like there's a certain way to be. There's a certain way to go about it. Um, these This is your timeline in life. If you haven't met the love of your life by this time, you better just like settle down. It's a detriment for... Well, and, and even in that several, phrase, not, well, yeah. not, sorry, not like even in that phrase, it's like, and that complicates more of you, like you can have multiple loves of your life, you know, like yes. to, to varying degrees, obviously. And, but um, what I see is Joel is living passively through his life, just passively walking through. Would you agree that he, like, so he's like a passenger in his He's own a right. passenger. Yeah. And then with, he with, gets, with, with, He's a passenger in a car that is driving itself is kind of what I think. I don't think anyone well, else is at the wheel. I feel like he's just cruising. He's on a train, right? God Literally. Oh, well, and here's the hang thing. Hang on. And That's, then that like, is, oh, that, the fucking, oh man, that is on, making that metaphor of them like meeting on the train work so well for me now. But okay. because he's not driving, she's not driving, but she's there. It's automated, yeah. Um, And then uh, Patrick, Elijah Wood's character... Um, thinks he's found the secret script. He's found the key because he's been waiting for so I've got a long. Golden ticket. Like he's been waiting for so long for somebody. He sees his friends. I feel bad that going, I feel bad for him because I'm like, buddy, you're like, like uh, that's the friend that's like, dude, you know that that's fucking terrible, right? But are you okay? Dude, like, I'm not. I am not. I am I'm not sympathizer you, and condoning. Please, please there, know what no, I mean. No, no, no. Like he's, there is he does some, terrible shit. There is some like late. 90s early aughts rom-com that could be about that character like oh i've like this guy threw his notes away in the trash can and i found them and his now i know his how character to woo would have done her. fine in revenge of the nerds so i i still haven't seen <laughs> that but we'll talk but about that later what i see is people um to their own detriment trying to follow some script that doesn't exist Mm-hmm. Or or just trying to live passively through their or, life. Or can I have the cheat code because this is a lot of work. Yeah, and, and it, is, it is it is because love and relationships, even the even the best the best ones that seem easiest. Again, that's that's subjective. But like, if you perceive something as the best and the easiest, it's still a lot of fucking work. Yes, it's it's no, yes. no, no one no one just coasts by that stuff, dude. And, I mean, like, and, I feel pretty good about you and I, but we do like it's been work, and we've definitely had ups yeah. and downs. That's well, and natural. that's the thing you can't be passive about it, right? Right? Like you can, you can, uh, and then you get into situations where you build up this resentment because there are things that you haven't talked about, but you know you have this person, so you don't want to rock the boat and you don't want to upset yeah. this um, homeostasis, in quotes, that you have um, with this person because, oh God, this is my chance to be in love. So I'm I'm going to 
just go with whatever is going on and build up all of this score against you that whenever we have a bad day, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back and Mm. I'm going to go ahead and just take all of this stuff I've been holding and throw it at you. And it's like, whoa, what? where has this been the whole time? Like I would rather, like you and I do, I would rather take in the moment and say, like and I'll I'll call on myself for this. Like, okay, I was a little bit harsh there, or like I, the way that I said that was not kind, and I'm noticing well, it's well, you, not. It's okay. It doesn't. What you're saying to, you can easily you can easily be that's me too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Like, okay, so here's the factors that are going on. Like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I like I need a hug. Like, there are these things that are happening mm-hmm. in me that are like. You have a need. Yeah, they're factors that have nothing to do with you or maybe have a little bit to do with you that have caused... Or could be be exacerbated one way or another by me or vice versa, Um, of course. Like, I would rather sit there and examine that and have a tough conversation about my flaws and my faults compared to your flaws and your faults uh, because I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect and I'm not going to pretend that you are perfect. I'm going to like figure out the puzzle pieces of our life and keep put putting them together. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, this piece looks like it could possibly fit here. So I'm just going to jam it. So I, I, I think yeah. there's Ugh. there is a lot. We we want things in life to be easy. We we imagine because there are so many stories of oh they met and they fell in love and then it, they lived happily ever after. Well, because because we we are all striving towards comfort and comfort sort yeah. of like requires like not a lot of exertion. It's like I I don't want to do anything. Like for me to be comfortable. Like if you are comfortable, you're not really like working hard at anything. You're just sort of like. Hey, I'm enjoying it. So, Dude. so, so, like, when, when anytime like work involves or like comes up, like that you have to do. And I used to be, yeah, okay. Everything you're saying is like really kind of like hitting me very hard because I <laughs> used to, I used to be a person that, and I still very much do and can and am capable of it. But like my, default, I used to be a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Still, I had. I used to be a piece I of shit. I said what? I said what? I still can be. I am often on <laughs> me some too. days. But guys, like, that's from. I think you should leave. Oh, we love you. So <laughs> I fucking love you, Em. I love I, you too. I, I used to be and still can be like one one of my like the uh, flaws, I guess, or I have several. We all do. But like, I I used to always want to ignore things and just be like nope that's uncomfortable let it sort itself out everything will be fine and if you ignore shit it gets worse sometimes 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 low low stake stuff the little t's sometimes they go away sometimes sometimes they diminish on their own and they sort of like are self self uh sacrificing and they eat themselves and then they're gone and yay and fuck it and why did i worry about that but but sometimes it's like you ignore it and like oh that plant died because i didn't water it or that grew into cancer and i i know what it makes me think of what that quote from Ted Lasso, it's like, ooh, um, laid on me. ooh, it's like, um, problems are like mushrooms. If you leave them in the dark, they'll grow. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Keely that. says that or. I, no, like it's just, but, th- but this hits in that way, like where you, you sort of like action versus inaction, apathy versus motivation or it's, it's Come on, th- th- this this is a beautiful, a beautifully like nuanced artistic film that is just uncomfortably honest to me. Yeah, like like I like you could just feel it. Like, and I I think 
it doesn't matter if you've never been in love or whatever. I think that just like it's easy as a human to relate to this, but definitely if you've been through um, a good or bad relationship or, you know, the highs and lows that come with perspective as you grow. Like, I I don't know. Like, this film um, has evolved and changed over the past 19 years for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing that right. That is right. Is it right? Math it is, is fun. 19 years We're old. Ha- a couple glasses of wine in. Jesus Christ. 2004. I'm just so old. Why? This is 2023. Well, we're going to move on with this trivia. I'm moving past this uh, shit. But anyway, so like all this to say. Um, Feels I, and things. That, those are those are the things with those two men in this story. Yeah. And it, and with Clementine is you, you can be an individual mm-hmm. and decide to enter a relationship and if you are not conscious of how you affect the other person, if you are not conscious about how your inaction also affects another person, you are you're missing out on big parts of life. You're missing right. out on growing and changing and learning. Yes. We are never done. We're never done learning. And I strongly believe that. Anytime I hear somebody say, like, yeah, you know, like, I am the way I am. I'm never never going to change. It's like, I've dude, are you sure? I've sometimes. Yeah. Are you sure? It's like, is that where you want to be? I like how you always kind of remind me. You're like, yet. Yet. In moments like yet. that. I love um, that. And I don't know. So it, I, I think it's really beautiful that they come back around and they can meet each other again. It's another opportunity because another opportunity to to have have a go at a relationship where it feels like the first time I'm having a go. I'm, I'm having a go. Am I doing all right? No, but like, on, sorry. Shut up, Nadia. Shut up, Nadia. I was trying to be fucking cute with the title of our you were, show. But I was yeah. thinking that too. Thank just, you. They met again, and it felt like the first time oh. all over again. But honestly, that's oh, oh dude, God damn it. It, that's a thing. It. Like. <laughs> We don't like it. We want, at a certain point, we want to be done learning. We want to be done struggling. We want to be done growing. But if we stay curious and interested and, and invested in what's in front of us, our relationships, the the hobbies that we get into, these, these things that fuel our lives, like that's what makes life rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And to just sit back and be a passenger, you watch your life pass by and you feel like it's happening to you instead of you living it. Yeah. Ugh. That was beautifully put. <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. Um, I just, uh, so, uh, em- the Emily of Wisdom is here. Oh, she has had a glass of wine ha, and she will dispense. Ha, 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 are you going to put the... Ha. Are you going to put the dog of wisdom in the post now in the yard? I, uh, you better. I need to remember to write do that, that. Write that down. Write it down. Let's lock that in, brother. Lock that in, lock brother. That in. Lock um, it in. A sex scene with Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst was shot, but was cut due to length. <laughs> Been holding on to that one for a minute through that whole conversation. <laughs> due to length. <laughs> hey, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please put that shit from that one trailer where remember he's he's just like in the Hulk. He's like, ah, yeah! Mark Ruffalo, yeah. <laughs> uh, every time. Oh no. I feel like that's what he screams when he comes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. 
Oh, God. Mark Ruffalo, I hope you never listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, I hope you listen to it right away. I'm going to tag you, baby. I love you. I love him so much. You Seriously, you're like one of my fucking favorites. Um, <laughs> okay, so Kate Winslet's different hair colors were achieved through wigs, not dyeing. You know what? I was wondering that because it do- the wigs are so good. They were. I, I was going to say because so you were always the quick, the first person to point out that's a wig, that's a wig. So those were wigs. Since the film was not shot in sequence, mm, shocking. Yeah, helpful. Uh, she sometimes had to have different colors on the same day, so dyeing was not practical. The red one she said was her favorite, mm. which I love that look when they're in the yeah. woods and she has that 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 uh she's got that blue shirt and the camel pants and the red yeah. hair. Like yeah, I, I I love that look too. Um, I, and her hair is in braids and I, she has blue ponytail holders know. and her. Braids. Yes. I remember, I'm going to date myself a little bit here. Back when I was in high school, everybody was definitely crushing on Kate Winslet for, you know, this that little movie that no one saw called Titanic. Yeah. Um, I crush on Kate Winslet for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love her in this movie so much. Anyway. Um, um, it's very, you know what, though? I think that I wasn't thinking about the wigs so much because they did a really great job of showing like the dye growing out of her hair. Like, especially when we first meet her, the blue hair is kind of like fading a little bit and you can see her roots coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And that looked so natural. I didn't think about it. Uh, The end. Well, speaking of the hair, I'll go ahead and throw this out. Tell me about it. The real, like, quote unquote, real Clementine. That is to say that is not a memory or figment of Joel's imagination because you got to think of like what's her versus her perception of her in this movie. The real Clementine is only in the film for about 20 minutes. And it is instantly recognizable because of her blue hair. Hmm. So if you want to figure out like what's like, it, it, it's, I love how they played with color throughout this fucking movie. But anyway, yeah. um, I thought that was a really nice touch. So uh, moving on with that, uh, there was actually a subplot originally with Joel having a one night stand with his ex Naomi um, that was deleted from the final cut of the film. Mm-hmm. And guess who played Naomi in the movie? Is it somebody I know? It was cut from the movie. Oh, yeah. Give me give me a hint. It's a lead in a TV show that I said that you should probably start watching. You got hooked on for a minute. That I started watching? Yeah, that I said, hey, I think you should watch the show because it reminds me of you and your best friend. And then you got hooked on it. And then we stopped after a certain subplot got really, really dumb. Oh, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, Ellen Pompeo. Oh! Uh, that that, she originally played his ex, Naomi. But it got cut from the movie. Hey, so. guys. Um, if you ever watch Grey's Anatomy... Um, I am Meredith Gray, and you, uh, you so Michelle so Rose is Christina. Yeah, Chris, Christina Yang is like uh, okay. Uh, it's weird. Like, yes, I've seen Grey's Anatomy more than I probably should have. Christina Yang is legitimately one of my favorite TV characters ever. I think she's great. Anyway, um, you're great. I love you. You're so great. Much. In the tape recorded sessions with Kate Winslet, yeah, uh, Jim Carrey accidentally wrecked the tape recorder when he got too much into a scene and threw it across the room. There's there's some heavy shit there. Okay, here we go. Dude, I get it. Now we're going to dig into some things. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because I feel like I have a controversial opinion. Um, oh, because like, I get opinion. it. Because Okay, I love to lean into art for like, you know, like use your misery and put it like, you know, I'm, I'm very much of the use it people where it's like, no, don't channel real shit. I'm like, no, fucking use that. If you're feeling it, use it. Um, so Jim Carrey first met with Michel Gondry about starring in the film. And when he did... Jim was suffering from a very depressive episode. He's he's been outspoken about mental health for. Yeah. Like, I I I fucking love him so much. I do too. But um, he was in a heavy depressive episode, and over lunch, uh, Gondry told Carrie, "You are so beautiful right now. You were so broken. Please don't get well." And recounting the story over a decade later, Jim Carrey would remark, "That's how fucked up this business is." 
I agree with that comment. I also understand the the, the it's like, use this. Basically, I look at that as you should make this movie now. This is the time to make it because later you'll be out of it. This is the time to push through it and do it. And I kind of see. I think that's a personal choice, and I you know would never want to compromise someone's thing but also like i get what he was saying but i also get jim carrey making that comment it's like yeah you sort of i can't say much that's literally what we're doing with this movie right now i'm putting like a lot of pain and shit into we both are into into the thing we're working on now and i always like feel like you can kind of see when something connects a little more and i know jim carrey is a fantastic actor but like i feel i feel that space that he was in in the character you know, I I think that I'm trying to say this carefully because I don't I'm not trying to be like shitty, but so this comes up a lot. This comes up a lot um, it, yeah. with us as a, like you're a director, I'm an actor. We've actress. had these conversations like as, like more outside yeah. of the show than the few times it's popped up in this. Yeah, I I think that the the biggest difference in in my my primary stage, um, mm-hmm. that's that's my first love and that's where my heart is always, um, but there is such an immediacy with film that inauthenticity can be picked up so quickly. And and also like once you get that shot that's done, that's in the edit forever, as opposed to recreate that every night on stage. And I, I'm not, I'm not, they're different. I love them both. You know that. Yeah. But like, like but yeah, I and totally agree with what you I, just said. I, t- I understand that comment. It's not, my interpretation here is that a director sees like this, this feeling that you're going through is is hurting you but there is beauty in that pain like and i can see that and i can understand that using something like, something bad to to create something good it feels it, well, it feels like a flower blooming do, out of shit that's what we do as artists but like that's that's kind of the thing that we do it's like okay we're going to take real life we're going to turn it on its head or hold up a mirror to you and show you the beauty in this thing that can be so terrible and and carrie's right it It is fucked up i'm not i'm not saying it's not but like yes a hundred thousand percent yes what it makes me think of that one day on set and i won't talk about the scene because like we'll just let people see it i mean you you can't i don't know which one you're talking about so if it's not spoilery go for it um we did a few takes and after the the last uh, the the penultimate i'm sorry are you talking about the therapy scene yes i'm with you now okay okay um the the penultimate take in our film to clarify we're not talking about eternal sunshine we're talking about the movie we're making so um it wasn't quite there so Jake took me aside and like that be- was hard for me to give you that note began a conversation and because we know each other so well I knew what we- he was going to tell me I just had to get the conversation started and you finished it and I was there and I it- remember I was starting right now like talking and you and you go okay okay let's go film we walked out the room and that was the take and and honestly it it did tap into some memories that were difficult mm-hmm. for me, but in that, it helped me connect with where my character was in that moment. So I wasn't living in this harmful thing that was so terrible. I, through my experience, connect with this 
other person who I'm trying to be. And it, she's not even, she's not a real person. She's on the page. But breathing life You made into her, her pretty fucking real, Em. Like. But I know what you're saying. Like, that, that, I will always remember that, that moment of getting there. Um, and all this to say. I remember after that, I, I had to go, I, I had to ask everybody, hold, because I had to go dump that clip to the hard drive upload like like bring it into my editing system or my editing timeline and like watch it and I had to I watched it a couple times because I was like I need to know that that one's good before I decided if I had to ask for another one because I was mm. like I think this is it but I had to check them like make sure it didn't glitch or there weren't any issues and yeah I was that was that, that was that was rough to ask because I was scared of like I was scared of what I was asking you to go there would feel like torture to you you know well and honestly and you and I have a lot of trust obviously but yes and it was less like hey press on this wound or open it back up and like examine it I was it I was, was consciously more, trying to protect you from as as your director but yeah it was more hey remember how this felt this is what this is this this feeling that you had is what she is going through and, uh, and, it, and and you know what it felt like watching it on my side of the huh. on the other side of the camera, it looked like you had been standing in front of this door that you knew you probably needed to go through, and you're like standing in front. I'm not so I'm not trying to put words in your head, but like this is what it felt like. It felt like those first three, four, two, three, four takes. I don't know how many we did before that, where I was just like, okay, let's do another one, let's try something different, and I would like give you like a like I would direct you to be like, let's try a little more like this. But I was, mm-hmm. I'll admit, I was kind of pulling punches at first until I was like, okay, come on, we got to go talk in the other room. It felt like you were standing in front of this door that you knew you might need to walk through, but you're like, if I stand at the threshold of it, that's that that's that might that, be enough. That that's enough. And then when I said that, you go, hmm. It was almost like deep breath, shot of whiskey, kick the door open, walk in the room, and just like just you, like, let's here's fucking the thing. do it. it. It felt like jumping in. You know, like when you kind of like dip a toe in and you acclimate to the water, you just said fuck it and jumped in. But it took us trying through those first few takes and then having that conversation. And then, dude, you, then it dude, wasn't and then, even. Then you you blew the door off the hinges. It wasn't even a conversation. It was the beginning of a conversation that mm-hmm. I I that knew. shocked me that you, you you took the words out of my mouth and I started to say I had a I carefully thought of a prepared thing to say to you and I started and you're like okay I got it and that we were in a unique kind of sync that day yeah. I thought um so all this to say like. There is such an immediacy to film and you film things out of order. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do have to tap into those life experience feelings that you know that you have felt before, that you know that you can use. Um, And the, the separation that you get from that in theater is weeks of rehearsal being able to like braid yourself into the mind of this character and then rehearsing scene one two three four in sequence yes and like i'm thinking for 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 me like the the roles for me that stand out that have helped me like get this emotional arc or like get to a place where i felt emotional enough that like i cried with the character or like i like i'm thinking which is Hilarious, and we 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 have a theater group in town that's about to do this now. Is Avenue Q, like Kate Monster's journey up to fine fine line, (laughs) and then I'm also thinking about Puffs. Whenever I did that with Think Pink, like there's this build up, this build up, this build up, and then the rug gets pulled out from under. You were so good in that, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, 
there's these these moments you that made me cry on like two of the nights for sure that I recall <laughs> because there, there were certain nights that you broke and when you started crying I started crying I'm like oh god she got there <laughs> dude it you didn't it, it, the ones that I saw I did not see every performance I think I saw like four of the six or whatever but like hmm. or three of the I, I, saw, I don't know I saw I several I think three or four times but you didn't cry every time but there were two that you did and those broke me hard dude and Honestly, or if, sorry, that I could see. I'm not. I don't want to assume, but like that, I noticed you were crying. There's, there's not one that's better than the other. It's, it. I'm talking about theater acting versus stage acting, or like using, sure, 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 using sure. method acting, or like uh, tapping into your life experiences versus being able to build something. Whatever your that, subjective process is, yeah, yeah. It that. Uh, <laughs> All of it is is holding up a mirror to real life, and some of sometimes the mirror is closer to yourself than than is necessarily comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I'm getting a little bit lost in the weeds here. No, but that, like, no, that's okay. Like I, as normal our shows, like, I felt like this would be like sort of a sprawling, tangential laden conversation. But guys, like, yeah, they're, is, they're, we're covering a lot. Shit, we have a lot to go over. Like still. whenever you're in acting class, or whenever you go to college for acting, or or like when you're writing, you're crazy. You're creating your art. You sometimes do have to dig into those old wounds to remember how it felt so you could be authentic about it. Because if you just kind of touch the surface, that is going to be obvious mm-hmm. um, to people. But if you want to be true to life, you have to look at what you've been through and and draw a little bit from that. And, and that's why we create. That's why we... Um, that's why we're artists because we mm-hmm. we 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 see life we see the pain that you go through but we also see the beauty and we can pull something out of that pain to show you something that you can relate to and in that way even if it's painful it's beautiful holding up a mirror holding up a mirror yeah. like how how good do you feel when you relate to someone when you say that is a feeling that I have had too. Oh God! I you mean the that. simple act of feeling like you're not alone and yes. not crazy with your thoughts, like oh, someone else <laughs> is the same way. I'm like, oh, cool. That's cathartic and comfortable and painful all at the same time. Yes, and like more. and and uh, you don't always want to live there. You don't always want no. to live in that space. But it's about but honesty, like 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 about- make it, making those moments truthful, right? Well, it's well part of it's it. It's about anyway. honesty. It's about um connecting to other people it, it, it's about it's the about collective yeah, no, you're humanity totally right. it's like okay this is a this is something that can happen this is something that has happened this is something that will happen right i have felt it this character has felt it i have melded myself with that so i can mm-hmm. show you what i've been through or maybe you can see yourself in this um <sighs> my dudes like like this is this is waking up at it the the break of dawn going to your acting class that starts at eight or nine o'clock in the morning and and having to be so emotionally vulnerable in front of the people that you've been working with for the last four years and just burying your soul and we do it for other people and if you're doing it for yourself, it's almost like, I'm, "Hey, read my diary." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm gonna channel this thing. I'm mm-hmm. gonna channel this character, and it's it's for you. But I'm learning too. You know, it's funny. Uh, I was in um, I went to a uh, group therapy session earlier today. Uh, we'll be a little vague about this, but uh, 
one of the conversational topics that came up was uh, talking about journaling, and uh, you know, like, oh, like you know, do every does everyone in the room journal or whatnot? And you know, like, how does that work for you? And I was thinking, like, you know, every time I try to like journal or whatever, there was this conversation about like reading the words back and like how that makes you feel mm-hmm. for better or for worse depending on the individual and i'm just sitting here like i didn't really say anything in regards to that conversational topic when it came up but i'm just sitting here thinking like yeah i just take that all and put that in a script and then try to like hide as much <laughs> of it as identifiable as me as possible but i'm like yeah, but it's in there and now it's like okay what's well, so we just reword and mask and redact a bunch of shit and i just yeah it's I'm not saying that's the healthiest way. I know there's a lot of memes of like, you see all these people that make mo- like dudes that make movies instead of going to therapy. And I'm like, I kind of <laughs> do both, but you know. Yeah, well, you're doing both now. Yeah. Um, but isn't that, it's 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 a way of coping with those feelings. Yeah, it, it, it's like, trying to unpack and understand it in a way that makes sense through fiction in a what's, way. What's really cool, Jake, about the movie that we're making is that um, whenever you are talking about it with our close friends, you get to talk about how you have poured so much of yourself into it. You have to. And it's, it's us, but it's thank you. Like you can, uh, guys, I'm getting emotional, like oh, seriously shit. about Aww. this, but you can see that it's you trying to deal with these big feelings that you have had. Um, and you can you can pinpoint that and say like okay in this scene I relate to this so much because this is what I went through and this is how I put it on the page to relate it to you so that you can understand <laughs> we're both crying now you're now. making me cry god <laughs> damn it um, uh, and- this is not how I wanted this to go <laughs> Yeah, okay, we need to stop talking about our movie Ready? and talk about the movie we're reviewing. But I, I do, fart, I, fart, fart, butts. I do remember, stinky farts. I do remember when I came back and you, <laughs> from you reading the script for the first time and you were just like pacing in the living room drinking a bourbon. And I go, What'd you think? And you threw something and not your keys this time, but you were like, I finished reading the script. And I was like, What'd you think? And you were just, I think your own, the only thing you said was, <laughs> I was like, well, what? And you're like, I feel like I've just watched the past three years get processed <laughs> and put in on a page. Well, in and, and X number of whatever, I don't know, years. In that way, like mm. getting to that live was, thank you. That was really you're welcome. Ah. Getting to live that shit out and like You're the one that brought it to fucking life. Are you kidding me? You like yeah, sure. Wrote, shot, edited, directed, but like you, you fucking like that didn't work without you bringing that to life, guys. And we're so. not trying to s our own d's here. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It's Valentine's like, Day. I'll suck it- your dick if you want. <laughs> I mean, woo! It's our holiday episode. Anyway, moving. On. You want to get back? You want to get so real uh, on Valentine's Day? We always do. I'm not going to tell you how long this. This is going to be a long one. It's all good. Uh, how long is this so far? We'll talk later. You want to keep going? Is it two hours? No, we're getting close. You want to keep going? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, well, let's let's. Hey guys, um, thank you for diving yeah. into hey, our brains. No one's with making us. them listen. If they're Nobody's clicking, they want to. We, we're not. Hey, here's um, the thing. we're not forcing anyone. We're not. Here's the thing. We're not Elijah Wooding our audience. <laughs> we're Jim carrying them. We're not. <laughs> we're not giving we're, you we're the just, wood. We're, we're, just, we're, we're like we're like. I hate sand. <laughs> sand is dumb. Please love me. No, no, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm sorry. What, what was that fucking line? He's like. Sand is overrated. I don't it's like just, sand. It's, no, no, yeah, that's what made me think. He's like, sand, it's coarse. sand it is overrated. Everywhere. He goes, it's just tiny rocks. It's just tiny rocks. It's just like, 
Oh my god. Okay, for, but I'm gonna go back to because here's the thing. I have to go back to my notes and talk about how the opening is like the perfect picture of my depression. Let's get through the rest of the shit. Moving on. I love you. I love also, you. thank you for bringing up and talking about our movie. That's not what this was about. But oh, yeah, I love that the way you related that. Um, Oof, duh. I'm gonna cry. So fuck later. yeah. Cheers to that. Here, cheers, I love you. my dear. Okay. Um, so the opening <laughs> credits, as you noticed appear like 18 minutes into the film at the mm-hmm. end of the first reel. Because, you know, like movies are traditionally, back when they were shot on film, and I we still do this, like for, it's just easier for post-production. I prefer to yeah. do it that way. You break it up into like 15 to 20 minute chunks as reels, or yeah. whatever you d- denote as a reel break. Um, but yeah, uh, not a lot of movies you watch for the length of an entire episode of television almost before the credits come up. Most recently, the only one I can think of is Fresh. Where, like, the credits go, like, what, 30 or 40 minutes into the movie before the title comes up? Yeah. But, like, I loved that about this, where you almost, you get this whole snapshot of, which you don't realize till the end, is literally their second go-around, Joel and Clementine 2.0, meet cute 2.0, and then that was, it kind of gets stolen out, the rug stolen out from under you when the credits come up and you see Jim Carrey crying and those fucking credits that are like dissolving and rotting like memories that are being erased. Uh. Like I like that opening title sequence when and where and how it hits fucking hurts moving on. So reporters tried to interview Jim Carrey <laughs> as the unplanned. Remember the, <laughs> remember the scene with the unplanned uh, street parade I mentioned yeah, earlier? Yeah. Interviewers were trying to, uh, reporters were trying to interview him. And if you listen closely, I did not hear this, but uh, if you listen closely, you can hear somebody shout, speak to me at Jim Carrey because they're trying to get his attention. They shot that shit just candid. Uh, I guess after filming the scene, here we're going to get into some other stuff. After filming the scene in the sink for over two hours, <laughs> took a minute, uh, Kate Winslet actually fainted. Oh, no. Uh, Michelle Gondry wanted to continue filming, which angered Jim Carrey, and he refused to continue shooting until he knew that she was okay. Yeah. So I, I, I get that wanting to move on, but I also love that he's like, I'm going to protect my scene partner like yeah. and, like that. I, I get all facets because sometimes it's rough. You're like, why are we doing 40 takes of this? It's like till it's right. But yeah, yeah I love that. Um, I love that Jim Carrey advocated and watch out for her is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, when Clementine and Joel are in the Montauk Beach House. Wait, you said something about the parade, though. Yeah. Oh. I, oh. I, so reporters were there. They were. Yeah. Saying, reporters speak were there, and they were just saying, "Speak to me." And then, oh, I, then I'm moving okay, on to okay, the next. Okay. Oh, sorry. 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 If I that, thought that had something to do with the kitchen sink. No, I'm bleeding uh, things, much like the memories that kind of bleed together before they erase in the movie. It's intentional. Oh, <laughs> I see now. It's not. I just was talking too fast. I'm so sorry. I love no, you. No, you're fine. I just tried to to be right there with you. I got you. Uh, so when Clementine and Joel are in the Montauk Beach House, uh, Clementine she finds this envelope that says David and Ruth Laskin. Uh, this is, I just thought it was kind of fun. David, there's a lot of little moments like this, like David and Ruth are the first names of Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey's assistants. Mm. Like, I think the names, whenever they're saying like, so-and-so has erased you from the memory. Remember when he first goes in and Kirsten Dunst is at the desk and you see all those other cards printing out on the printer. The names on there are like uh, names of, I think like the DP or camera op or crew members. It's like, so there's a lot of like, hey, we're all little baby Easter. I love that shit. So when Joel goes to the darkened room of the recording session, in his head for the second time. Remember how uh, Dr. Uh, Mirzarak, I forget, us, uh, fucking uh, Tom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the doctor. The doctor, yeah. And Joel, uh, uh, the faces, how their faces are kind of like skin. Bleh, bleh, yeah. It's the skin of his knee. What? Uh, yeah, they, they, they took the idea of like the image of like, if you look at skin, I don't know if it was Michelle Gondry, but like, when it, like you took the idea of like skin of knee, like, like if you look at your knee, yeah. and just the way that like skin wraps over a knee, that's what they did with the faces. I Blah. thought that was an interesting look. That is interesting. Um, 
Jim Carrey was very often was often frustrated when filming this movie, uh, as Michelle Gondry would contradict what he was saying to other cast members. I like this, but I understand how it could be frustrating. Gondry would explain that I had to talk to Kate Winslet in a different room to tell her, go as big as you want. This is a comedy. And then to Jim, I'd say, this is a drama, not a comedy. Hmm. I get why that'd be frustrating to an actor. I absolutely understand that direction. And I That's stand kind by of it. How I, think, you do. I, think, I think it's smart. I but I get that that would be very frustrating. I also think well, it was the right choice, but that's just me. It's interesting because depending on who kind you're following. Kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier, the whole Hitchcock thing. and the Yeah, blah, blah, blah. well, depending on who you're following, the protagonist of the story. Yes. Like from their perspective, is it a drama or a comedy? Exactly. Dramedy. Yeah, Dramedy. It, it can be both. What is the acting thing? Isn't yes. it the two fucking masks, the two faces? Yes. Uh, so the memory erasing company Lacuna Incorporated, right, mm-hmm. takes its name from the Latin word meaning cavity, hollow, or dip especially like a pool or a pond. Transfiguratively, lacuna comes to mean a gap, deficiency, or loss. Mm. The term lacunar infarct, lacunar infarct, if I'm reading that right, refers to a stroke that involves a small area of the brain responsible for a specific function or even a specific memory. Additionally, in papyrology, I don't know if I'm saying that right, which is the study of ancient manuscripts, a lacuna is a hole where part of the text is missing and which can sometimes be reconstructed. Hang on, there's more. Mm. A lacuna is a lake that is seen on medical imaging as a hole filled with fluid in the brain, to put that a different way. Um, after some strokes and seizures, such tiny holes can result in symptoms such as memory, sensory, and motor dysfunction and are perhaps a reference to the brain damage that results from the procedure in the film. It's a very simple thing, but I love when there's so much attention put to like names of, of, of characters or businesses or companies or anything in a movie where it's like, this fits. And you know what a lot of this shit makes me think of, and I've been waiting for you to say it this whole time? What? Fucking Vanilla Sky. I was thinking that too. Like the, I, I, I legitimately Kirsten think Dunst. these two movies yes. would make a fantastic double feature. Am I, I w- wrong? I really truly was thinking that when we were watching. Like at some point I was like, dude, Kirsten Dunst just like always gets her heart broken in movies like this. And Kirsten I was thinking. Kirsten Dunst is in Vanilla Sky? Hold up. No. That's Cameron Diaz, girl. That is Ca- Oh. Are you mixing up blondes? That's, yeah. that's blondest. Uh, Is that a thing? Um, forgive me. No, Mars. it's fine. But anyway, no. I but love them both. Their characters are not similar, but a little bit. Um, no, but actually, know, that, that's was, fair. But both, I, but, I um, both it, sort of like commodity, or almost treated like commodities that are kind of victimized, that like have a little more heft. Like you need to be conscious of how you treat people. Like her yeah. with the doctor, yes. or Cameron Diaz with Tom Cruise's character in Vanilla yes. Sky. It's yeah, I, I, I no, I get similarities there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hope you don't think I'm. I only think good things about you. I don't know no, what you're about I, to say. No, I, I truly did think of Vanilla Sky I, as we were watching. I'm not like, trying to like bait you, but, but I was I'm kind really of waiting. I was, I was waiting for you to be like, this reminds me of Vanilla Sky. Because you mentioned really, it during Never Let Me Go, but I think of it, I relate it more to this. I, um, I'm really glad that you brought it up because it is a thought that I had. I didn't write it down. And you brought it up, and I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I did think about that. That actually makes me happy because I was like, gosh, she's got to be thinking that, right? So that, Guys, that, and I'm not just saying that. makes me feel that. validated. Ah. No, I know. I know you're not. You don't. You never do that. You don't say like, "Oh, you don't just agree to agree." I, I believe. Just I know. Like, oh yeah, I definitely thought that. Um, this was cool because I remember when this Tell shit happened. To help promote the film, the movie, a fully functional. I remember when this came out. I was like, really, it was really cool. A fully functional website was created for Lacuna. It was lacunainc.com, which purporting, which purported to provide memory erasure. 
The only giveaway is the link to watch Joel Barnish experience the procedure, which links to the movie's official site. Mm-hmm. But they literally made a whole this whole site for the movie was a hey, do you want to have your memory erased? It's like like that, and I, I remember. It. I remember the fucking Donnie Darko website that came out. Those were two of the most creative, like back when they would do really cool websites yeah. for movies. I don't know if they do anymore. No, now everything's just thrown on Instagram, but they would have like really cool sites for movies um, to promote uh, every once in a while. So the woman with the distorted face in uh, the doctor's office is Ellen Curris, who is the film's director of photography. I thought that mm. was a fun little shout out. Uh, the opening sequence when Joel visits Montauk in an uncharacteristically spontaneous decision when he walks by the house where he and Clem agreed to meet in Montauk. Remember? Yeah. In their dreams, you can hear vague but clear audio in their conversation in the wind. Did you notice how the first third, that first opening before the titles come up, it came up, you could hear like, you could almost hear voices kind of mixed in and you didn't know if it was part of the, of the character, uh, the extras. I don't know that I noticed that. On a rewatch, this movie Ooh. changes, dude. Like it's, it, this, it's a fucking, I onion. can't wait to rewatch it. It's great. I, I loved watching it with you for the first time. I'm very excited to watch it with you on a rewatch too, or hear about it if you watch it without me. Like I said, um. Okay, so uh, as of 2022, and this is stupid, as I raged earlier, this is the most recent film to win a screenwriting Oscar without being nominated for Best Picture. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, before Jim Carrey expressed, here we go. Are you ready? Oh, this is boy. the thing I was like, oh, we got to talk about. Before Jim Carrey expressed interest in playing Joel, who do you think was considered for the role? Leonardo DiCaprio. You were so off base, and I'm oh, so happy no. about it. Wait, no. Uh, Give me a small hint. Our Lord and fucking Savior. No! Nicholas fucking no! Cage. Yep. I could not see him. He oh, was he was no. considered for the role. Furthermore, here you go. He was the first choice for the role of Joel Barish, but he was unavailable because he was in high demand from independent directors after leaving Las Vegas, which hit really hard in 1995 and he won an Oscar. Dude, like I can't imagine this movie with him in it. Which is funny because I don't know if it was the <laughs> next one, but like a very prominent Charlie Kaufman script after that was Adaptation, which Nicolas Cage was in, which you got to see. It's great. Um, I think I need to see more dramatic, serious Nicolas Cage. I mean, we watched Pig, which, dang, he mm-hmm. does an amazing job. Girl, we okay, it wasn't on the docket, but now it is. We are doing episodes on Leaving Las Vegas, and we are doing episode we are doing episode on uh adaptation. Oh, 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 I have such sights to show you, my dear. Anyway. Uh, but no, I'm just thinking of yeah. the over the top and um No, for sure. Face off in the rock and shit. I know. Like well, that. yeah, when he's yeah. in like action or comedy yeah. or like Can I get my shit? Whatever that shit is in Mandy. Oh. Yeah. You, oh. You got to get a whole one. Anyway, okay, so blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Moving on. Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet both struggled with fully understanding the memory scenes in their story. Uh, They said it was a challenge to know where you were in the script. Uh, Several times when we were going through the dream memory, I would ask Michelle, is this lucid or the way it was? So, like, you got to think like that had to even been confusing for them, especially going out of sequence. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen auditioned for the role of Patrick, Elijah Wood's character. It could have been interesting. Could have been interesting. Uh, Both Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet are actually playing against type with their performances. Yeah. Uh, They're playing with each other's character archetypes. So Carrie brings a subtle and nuanced portrayal to Joel and Winslet is acting as like a wild free-spirited Clementine, yeah. which is sort of like flipped from how you're used to seeing them. And yeah, I love I was, that. I, I was that thinking so much. that she is kind of the manic pixie girl dream oh, girl, whatever. Oh, how dare you? Are you ready to hear this? Please tell me. Actually, no, I know. How dare you? I love you said that, but there's a note about this. So, uh, Clementine's character was widely regarded as one of the most iconic female characters in the, in film 
in film, part yeah. in due, due in part to her rejection of the manic pixie dream girl trope. Oh. A term that was coined three years after the film's release and exclaiming that I'm not a concept to Joel. She destroys the notion of a wild female character competing for a man's wishes. And uh, Kate Winslet was nominated for an Oscar for a performance, blah, 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 duh. But yeah. I had nothing. But the point is, like, it's actually interesting because I like I would think that, but it very specifically kind of goes against that archetype. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's part of the beauty of the film is she says, I'm not a concept. I'm just looking for my peace of mind. I'm not wanting I think yours. she says it at least twice in the film yes, that I caught. Yes, she does. Yeah. She does. I don't know if there was a and third. That's like the a thinking thing, of rules of threes, like, but. If you're trying to melt into somebody else, you're going to lose yourself no matter what. Yeah. You Ugh. be you and have your partner be them and live together instead of trying to meld to be one. Mm. Hold hands about it. I love it. Ugh, Don't I... dissolve yourself into some fucking water. Okay, that was some really heavy wisdom, but just for time, I'm going to keep moving, but don't think I'm breezing by that because that was I beautifully put. I know that you are not breezing by me, Kate sir. Winslet secured her role because she was the only actress brave enough to give criticism of the script instead of pandering to it. Noise. The studio wanted an actress who had just recently won an Oscar. Charlie Kaufman will not say who it was for the sake of etiquette, but logically, people have determined that the most likely possibilities were Nicole Kidman or Catherine Zeta-Jones for when they recently won Oscars around that time. I so, think um, that... They picked the right... Yeah. person for the role in my opinion okay early on in the scene when clementine and joel speak on the train she sings that little song oh my darling clementine you know uh which is used by a cartoon character named huckleberry hound Duh. the song is about a man's love who dies and is lost and gone forever which is a which presages the arc of the movie yeah guess who tur- turned down the role of joel who denzel washington this could have been a very different movie going through all these. Oh, my. Nicolas Cage, Denzel yeah. Washington. Think about it. Interesting. That's like... Uh, it's all... It, it, it is. That it's, is it's, very it's, ping pong, yo-yo. Hey, um, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a... Does this fit? Is this a right fit? We could go different ways. Um, yeah. The Italian title, which I should not even embarrass myself trying to pronounce, translates to, if you leave me, I will delete you. That was, it. you know, because movies are sometimes titled different. Yes. That was what the translation of the title was in Italy. And I'm like, Oof. ugh. Uh, oh, I wanted to point this out because you mentioned this earlier. We are talking about like, uh, what did you say it was? Frodo and the Hulk and all uh, them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kate Winslet is the only star in the main cast that has not played a character in a comic book movie. I love it. Because Jim Carrey played Stanley Ipkiss in The Mask, The yeah. Riddler, and Batman Forever. We forgot The Riddler. Yeah. Um, Kirsten Dunst was Mary Jane in Spider-Man and its sequels. Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Elijah Wood is Kevin in Sin City and oh, Frodo. Yeah. And Tom Wilkinson was Carmine Falcone in Batman Begins. Literally. Hey, Jake. Literally. We all need to them. watch all of those. We have wait you've seen but you've seen Batman Begins you just haven't seen Batman Forever. Batman Begins is that the, the first of the Nolan, Nolan trilogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, Batman yeah, Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen that. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. Batman Forever is fine. I liked it more when I was a kid. Anyway, oh yeah, and I mentioned actors that would have in a year. I talked about Jamie Foxx earlier. Let's talk about Mark Ruffalo in this movie because in this year in 2004 he had Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Collateral, and 13 Going on 30 all came out that year. Good <gasps> you know for fucking what? him. But- I 13, love Mark Ruffalo. I love 13 going on 30. It's, it's a great so movie. Charming. Remember when they danced I, Thriller? It's the yes, fucking best, man. I just love it. It's so fun. It's so I, charming. It's like Have you ever seen Big? That Tom Hanks movie? I have not. You know it's just basically a remake of Big. Mm. Unofficially, but yeah. oh, that would be a fun double feature to do. And I haven't Yay! seen Big in forever. Anyway, okay. Um so do 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 do. The original script, here's some different things that could have been. The original script featured a cut beginning and ending sequence that took place in the future. 
Hmm. In the end, an older Clementine comes in to have the procedure done, and a look at her screen shows that she's had the procedure done multiple times, and all of them involve Joel. Ugh. At the end of the script, an older Joel calls Clementine to ask why she hasn't called, but the technicians performing the procedure erase his message. Other cuts in the original script include a montage of memories people wanted erased, including a soldier seeing his dead friend on a battlefield, a girl who was raped at a young age. Another subplot dropped from the script was Mary, Kirsten Dunst, finding out that Howard, Tom Wilkinson, made her get an abortion after they had the affair, resulting in her desire to have her memory wiped. This originally was a much darker script. Yeah. Um, At least one version of the screenplay ends with Clementine and Joel in an endless cycle of erasures and getting back together like they can't, like they're... Kind of like they're meant to always be, but can't yeah. quite figure it out. It hurts my heart. In the last scene, an elderly Clementine visits doc- the doctor, and the screenplay calls for the audience to see a computer screen showing a list of 15 dates of previous erasures stretching back 50 years, to elaborate on what I just said, all of them involving him. The actual ending used in the movie ends on a much more upbeat note instead. See, you ended on hope. Yeah, imagine if it ended that way. I don't think you'd have that same feeling. What, what is interesting is oh, that... I, I don't want to presume how you feel, yeah. but I, I, no. I doubt you would have the same feeling. I- I think that uh, it says a lot about human nature. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I want to like delete, start over rather than like look at this hard thing and go through it. Yeah. <sighs> I know, right? Like, here's the thing. You can't not fucking relate to that. Like, that, like here's the thing. You don't have to, you never, and never at any point do I think you have to agree with it or any of the no, characters. But like, I think it's impossible to not understand. There's times in my life. At least in my opinion. That, but no, I get that that's subjective. Yeah. There's times in my life when things are so overwhelming, I'm just like, F it. And I just yeah. want to like go away. Just like, okay, toss it all up and mm-hmm. just like be gone for a little while or just like. Right. And I, I totally understand that impulse. But the more like rewarding thing is to just go through it and come out the other side. I have not really watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've not like strictly watched it alone, but I haven't watched it with like in company very often. It was really interesting to sit and watch it with you in particular because while you're really not at all the same or alike, I do see a lot of like watching it this time. Maybe it was just watching it with you sitting next to you. I do see a lot of Clementine in you. Mm. Like not completely. Like you're not yeah. like, oh, you guys are identical. But I, I just, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, Hey, there's traces of my person, and it just—I don't know—it hit my heart in a different mm-hmm. way, a good way. An early clue that the start of the film is the end of the story is the fact that Joel says in the narration that it's Valentine's Day 2004, which I love. And I completely, when I said, "Hey, we're doing this one," I completely forgot that he's it's citing Valentine's, Valentine's Day. I'm like, "Yeah, we picked the right fucking one, right, for the show." Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, when he skips work towards the start, but in one of his memories with Clementine, he says it's November 2003. And I I didn't catch that on the first mm. viewing. But if you notice, it's like, oh, okay. Um, and at the beginning, Joel may not, may really not have known the song, Oh My Darling Clementine. This 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 is a tiny note that kind of fucks with my head. I'm curious yeah. your thoughts. So at the beginning, he may not have really known that song. You know, when he says, I don't get what yeah. you're saying, when she says, no jokes about my name, and she sings it, and he's like, yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, as he has the memory of his mom singing it. Remember? Yeah. The core memory of it? Yeah. Was erased. <laughs> and perhaps all iterations of it would have been erased, but you can hear him singing it later in another memory that you know also what? gets erased. She sings it while they're in the sink. Because it's what his mom was singing. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yep. But no, you think about that domino effect of like, oh, you're trying to erase a person's like, 
you're taking away a memory that may be a fun memory of like your mom, like the the the, yeah. the, 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 the domino effect of the consequences of these choices. It's all stitched together in oh, your brain. God damn it. Oof. Right. <sighs> okay. So like, I'm not trying to like tread back <laughs> to the beginning, but like, you know how I said the beginning, that opening, uh, score that also came back later at yeah. the end with uh, Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst on the street when she's like loading the boxes in her car after quitting or yeah. like taking the tapes. Um, that's like the theme. That's like my depression theme music yeah. that plays in my head. That oh, that first five minutes, if you ever want to know what it feels like in my head when I'm depressed, watch Jim Carrey for the first five minutes of that movie mm. with that music when he's just like, random thoughts, Valentine's Day, 2003. 2004? Oh, so, I'm sorry. Tw- I'm sorry. 20, 2004. For some reason, I wrote 2023 and I read that, read that wrong because I was like, oh, we're, it's Valentine's Day, 2023 and we're doing this episode. But anyway, <laughs> he's like, random thoughts, Valentine's Day, 2004. Why do I fall in love with every woman who shows me the slightest bit of attention? Dude, at that, I was like, same. I know. That, and then also when he's like, again, I mentioned it before, sand is overrated. It's just tiny rocks. Hey, <laughs> um, have you ever felt like everything is just dumb when you're fucking sad? Uh, yeah. And he's walking, he's walking on this like idyllic, like beautiful beach, but it's gray and gloomy and cold and just ugly and just like, nature sucks i hate everything it's just it's so like that is so my headspace where i'm like you know what you're not gonna i i'm wandering in this you're not gonna pull me out of it yet like whenever i'm like in a deep depression i just like that this movie captures my feels in a fucked up way (laughs) oh i love that fucking opening so much i don't like Um, sand (laughs) <laughs> I hate sand. It's course. <laughs> should have had a hated in Christensen cameo. Um, so, uh, oh, and that whole bit, like, I, again, how visually creative this movie is. Like, you know, he's they're they're running down the street, and people are like, they're running through the building, and like people are just disappearing all around them. They're trying to find a place yeah. to hide in their memories and stuff in the sink with the uh, with the mom and everything in the forced perspective. But just that first bit when he's in the bookstore and he's running out of the bookstore yeah. after, like, I think it was after that scene where. She pretended she didn't know him, and yeah. it was like talking to Elijah Wood, but we didn't, you know, we only see a glimpse of him. And he comes running out, and as he's running out, the lights go out, and then he comes back into David Cross and his wife's like living room. Yeah, and just just think of the the fucking creativity of the sets that they built and did for this, yeah, or the effects, the the camera tricks they did just for like the transitioning of that. It's so. What is fucking real, man? But between this and the Truman Show, Jim Carrey has the two most like deconstructing. I've never seen that. Are you fucking what? No, Wait, I didn't know did that. Did we watch it? I have not watched it with you because I actually, weirdly enough, I don't own it. Wait, hang on. You've never seen the fucking Truman Show? I don't think so. Holy shit. Okay, we have homework. Uh, Stay tuned. We have another Woo! episode that wasn't on the books that's on the books now. You know what? So, like, the, the fact that the set's connected like that and there were these moments where things felt like they happened in a loop. Yeah. I was trying or to... Or he's running back and forth in, like, the car... Keeps appearing yes. on each end of the block, and she's always walking away. And it's like you get to the other side. It's the same thing as when he kept trying to turn Elijah Wood around to see his face, but no matter yeah. what, it would just be his back or his head turned away. And this idea of how is that not that fucking memory where you're like, I can't remember the face or I can't remember the detail. And he's like, keeps chasing, and it's like, it's on this end, she's on that end. That's so frustrating, but that mental loop of what the fuck. I. Mm. It would be really cool to see this on stage. I don't know how it would work. It would have to be like a big budget place that had would, like all moving but, pieces but and I've stuff like that. But I've seen some fantastic oof. stage trickery like could be done, but ooh, I have one request. Yeah. Don't make it a musical. Okay. Actually, okay. I take that back. I take that back. Normally I'm like, I, I have this thing when, when like work that I like as is becomes a musical and then it changes unless it started as a musical. But like actually, 
No, this one could work. Because, uh, for instance, recently, my friend Kevin Roach. Hi, I love you, buddy. Hi, Kevin. He we showed love you me, so much. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to work as a musical, but he played me a bit from Big Fish, which <gasps> yeah. I like. I really, I don't love, but I like the movie quite a bit. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. But then he played a bit for me out of context, just with my reference for the for the movie. And he showed me on YouTube just like a bit of part towards the end. And I was fucking bawling. So ah. this this could be in a similar camp. I take it back. Here's the thing. If they made a musical out of a movie that nobody should give a shit about, Bridges of Madison County, they can make a musical <gasps> out of anything. Listen. That movie. Uh, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the musical. The movie. The movie is just. It's just Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep bang. It's something about Bridges. You get to see Clint Eastwood's butt. My mom watched it. I was bored to tears. It's whatever. Anyway. The, mu- the, bu- the, movie, blah, blah, blah. the, the music and the mu- musical is. Could be fantastic. Beautiful. But my point is, you can adapt anything into anything. No, but it's like, beautiful, Jacob. I didn't say it wasn't. I don't have a frame of reference because okay, I don't know the so musical. So I have a controversial opinion. Tell me. It might not be controversial. Are you Legally Blonde? I thought you were musical. about to challenge Darren to, challenge Darren to, to another like Hamilton off or something. <sighs> oh, I fucked it. They're going to hear that now. Dude, I would, but like Darren just likes to cheat. So, here, here, I mean. Here, here's the thing. I, what? I. I I don't need you to prove that I know that you you were the number one champion. Mm-hmm. Not every film that wins best Os- best picture at the Oscars is the best film of the year. So like it's okay. Anyway, Darren, anyway, I fucking anyway. love you though. Sorry, buddy. Um, sorry, not sorry. Um, I I do challenge you to another Hamilton off, but um. Flip, 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 flip. Oh Which, shit! Maybe we need to wait till summer or something. I haven't watched go. it in a while. Anyway, that, anyway, that, anyway. That was both. We um, fucked up. Both we of did us. Fuck we fucked up. up. Um, so, uh, here's my controversial yet brave opinion. Legally Blonde, the musical is better than Legally Blonde, the movie. I mean, I enjoyed that movie the because movie it was kind of funny, but I like, really I, but I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I, I that's not so precious to me that I'm not going to be like, how dare you? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I we agree. have these, this little garland of, um, skulls hanging off the side of a bookshelf it's part of the set because we're literally recording this podcast in the room that in our place like where we record and edit but it's also currently a set for your character in the movie and we're filming (laughs) scenes or we had been okay it hasn't happened it's just like the garland is moving back and forth I'm like, why is it doing that? I have been bouncing earthquake? my leg up and down, so I'm kind of oh. shaking. So it's probably like a little bit of like, t- like I'm trying to oh, not. I see. You know, I have that nervous tick yeah, when yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, my leg bounces I get up you. and down. I, I'm like, what anxiety is fun. So that that might be me, you know. So guys, I'm just calling Jake out. <laughs> I love you. Um, I love you too. No, but like, okay, so uh, that I, whole bit where yeah, that whole bit where it's like, you know, uh, he goes in for the procedure. He's like, I want this done. I want this done now. And they're like, grab basically. Grab everything that reminds you of Clementine to destroy. That bit where he's going through his apartment and he's getting uh, like all the drawings that he did, yeah. um, all the notes he took, the pictures, the mug, the all. Uh, um, and you essentially, without having seen, just think about it. We got that 18 minutes, but that wasn't a snapshot of their life. That was a snapshot of their meet cute after it had already been erased. So we haven't seen their relationship together. What we see of their relationship together is the memories that he fucking, the trinkets of the memories that he collects from his home that, mm, that hurts where you see a snapshot of a life and things that you don't want to have anymore to think about the person you're trying to forget. That shit is so, like, intensely, uncomfortably, primally, Fuck you to me. Yeah. It hurts. Like they're I, so real. Ugh. And it's and, so and, big. And 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 good job everyone involved who had fingerprints on that because all those little things felt like like 
actual moments from memories and lived in. None of it felt trite. Dude, all none it, of the potato heads got explained. <laughs> no, but I love it when they were putting up there like, oh, potato head person oh, when they're potato. showing it as it's yeah. shown it to him and he's, they're erasing it. And you, the way that things start to kind of get blur, blur and go out of focus and the audio starts to get distorted, you can see the memories that he's experiencing and revisiting that are getting erased in real time. And it's like, fuck me, dude. No. Dude. Mm. And what's, what's really interesting is at the beginning he says, oh, it looks like I have it written in this journal. Yeah, and he's like, pages are ripped out. Don't really? remember doing that. That was said, that was the I, first I, thing. I I, I always forget in this, that moment. I haven't written in this journal in two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's all these indicators. And hey, that shit hits different. That's what I'm talking about. All that little stuff hits harder on a rewatch. It makes you cry. Like you don't know why you think you feel something at first, but oof. Okay, so uh, one of my favorite lines that I wanted to address and bring up with you uh, that I, I might be I, I wrote it down, but I might be like not. It might not be an exact quote. But basically, when he said to her, "Constantly talking isn't exactly communicating." Yes, that shit. I that that line hits me every time, and I wrote that down because I, yeah, I wanted to at least. We don't have to do a whole thing, but I wanted to at least acknowledge and talk about that because that hit me, and I saw you sit up when he said that, like, oof, oof. Well, um, as someone who constantly uh needs to spill out her brain and tell you everything I, that I'm, thinking. I literally talk over you all the time, like I am right now. So yeah. Like I, I get that because it's not. Oh no, the yawns. We weren't having a conversation. How dare you? Never. How dare you? I will oh. always dare. Hey, in thirty seconds, explain why I why that's a thing <laughs> because no one who's listening knows about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jake directed this play, this beautiful play called Lungs last you year. You assistant directed this play. Um, I. I guess I assistant directed. Bullshit! You I, assistant directed uh, stage man. You were the crew. And Eric. Yeah, no, Eric is lighting, but like in terms of like the process before we got into the technical stuff, like you know the the directing and management, you you were like the core. Yeah, out of the gate, I mean, yes, Eric was um, the crew too. Obviously, love you, buddy. But part of the part of the dialogue included, um, and a few different parts in the story. It's a it's a, just a two person play. Um, and it's it's like a conversation had over years, like a lifetime, like a the lifetime, lifetime of, of a relationship. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they just come back to we're having a conversation or let's have a conversation or it's just a conversation. And so anytime any of us that are involved or that were involved in that project here, conversation, mm-hmm. it just like transports us back to that and show it, and, 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 the, is, and those ugh. scars open in a beautiful way it hurts though but um eternal sunshine it's that bittersweet stuff eternal sunshine was not forefront but it was it was in the roster of shit that was on my mind when directing that show ugh. like in terms of like life and like relationships and and th- okay filter lungs filter that show of those characters through the ability of this technology exists what would they have done? It fucks with me when I think about it. Like, I think like, that... like, like, I'm just saying, like, ima- imagine, imagine these two things as a double feature. Ouch. You know who would have done it, though? What do you mean? You know who would have done the procedure first in lungs? W. I was going to say M. You think? Mm, that was my gut, but then I kind of countered. Uh, uh, we don't have to go into no, anyway, it. Yeah, not, and that, that's well, this is a conversation That's a conversation to have plot. with Zach and Molly at some point. <laughs> anyway, um, love you guys. Uh, anyway, okay, so... They, uh, they were our actors, and but, they were beautiful and oh, magnificent. So good. It's oh still, like, gosh. one of my, like, most rewarding creative artistic experiences, like, ever, and I 
Mm, forever I'm, I'm, I may be forever, forever chasing trying to top that, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, and the, you know, like you have all these little moments that are just sort of ancillary throughout it. Like you know, we talked about how the stuff that was cut with like the soldier and everything, but you do get those little bits in the waiting room where you see that woman holding oh like all the gosh. all the belongings of her dog yeah. that must and have then recently whenever passed. Whenever he like, walks uh, through the the room where that lady is reliving all her memories, oh, and in just her pain, sobbing. Yeah. Oh my god. At that and then like, but and then you then the thing is, you they populate with all these little like adorable memories that aren't exactly sad that you're like but you're gonna erase those two like one that always stands out to me every time i fucking watch it is the bit where they're sitting in the car watching the movie and they're like making up their own dialogue because they're watching at a oh, drive-in these people came out of your butt <laughs> yeah they're yeah that, i knew that would get you but like they're sitting at they're sitting at a fucking drive-in but not in the area and not tuned into the radio station they're like on the other side of the fence kind of like bootleg watching the drive-in yeah. and they're just sort of like having their own like mst3k commentary about <laughs> what whatever they would be talking about and like it, it, all these beautiful moments that you're like you know that's gonna go too and that shit hurts me when mm-hmm. i think about it um the thing that hits one of the things that hits hardest is kind of like at the end when they're listening to the tapes yeah you know because like when when they're when um they're playing in the car and he kicks her out of the car yeah she's like i don't know what's going on he's like are you fucking with me and then yeah. she comes in and is listening to it and she's like I gotta go. That I really don't like that you said that. He's like, I don't think that about your hair. I would never think that about the hair. And she's like, you did, and or whatever. Like, yeah. That whole bit where they're hearing all the worst stuff, where they're breaking up, and they're like, I hate this about this person. That is something that I used to love. If I can add that to it, I this drives me nuts about this person, or this is and they like I all these frustrations that at one point probably were traits that you found adorable about that person that may have been something that you fell in love with about them that are now like I don't love you for your flaws or in spite of your flaws i'm only focusing on your flaws and i don't see the good anymore like when when the good goes bad and the hourglass is flipped or whatever my mixed metaphor i'm going for is Mm. have you ever said shit you don't mean when you're really sad or mad that whole shit and he's like i didn't mean that that wasn't me that was him but it's it's like they didn't know it's almost like hey jake and and, and, and that's saying like try again it's like here's everything that's terrible you want to try it's it's like uh Hurt people hurt people. Uh, yeah. Like the opening of this movie, the ending of this movie, the the journey of this mm-hmm. movie just is so beautiful, but it fucking hurts, but it feels so understandable and relatable. And like, I, I bring it back to like, I, I, I'll be honest, there's a part of me that really wanted to do this last year when we were doing like a belated Valentine's Day episode, mm-hmm. but I opted for her because it kind of felt better for me like it felt in it that fe- moment yeah it felt yeah. like the one to talk about then I, like i've been holding on to this like i said since we conceived the show hmm. but um in a weird way i like these two films feel like beautiful counterpieces in different ways like yeah. like, like i i i i um not counter like they would make they would make really, yeah they would make really good like counter companion pieces mm-hmm. i think that this is a film that we probably will be re-watching together hopefully uh, multiple times oh, yeah. and we'll like and see how it blo- I, I I I'm sorry that you didn't get to see it before now but I'm so glad I got to see it with you for the me first too. time like, I, me it, too what, do you have any other like thoughts uh, also right Dude. now I feel like I'm the only one talking and I don't know be- here's the reason why I'm getting really sleepy and I'm over here like nodding off um one of the things that I wrote down I believe in you you got this <sighs> it's okay deep breaths it's the burden of memory fuck the burden of being the person who remembers something and carrying it with you and like think about how different the movie would have been if uh joel didn't go through the procedure and he one person carried and the other person forgot and and that happens in real life not just i mean think about 
think about all the moments that you talk to someone you're like hey do you remember when we did this or like whenever this thing happened or whenever we went here and 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 their memory is not as clear as yours but it might be something beautiful might be something terrible um but there is a burden and you carry it with you and like there's things that you're never going to forget and it all weighs on you and it makes you who you are but god damn that's heavy but also like but it's not you know what i mean no no but but no but it, it well, but, but it, it also it is, to, it is but it doesn't I, have right, to it doesn't be have heavy to be, but it also fucking but it can be sorry well, i said I, it is because that's no, i just assume that but yeah it's a deep it feels, it's a like, deep thought it's a deep thought but also the the burden of memory doesn't have to be a burden like it, it all depends on your perspective and like the way you look at it and the way you let it affect you as you are now I don't know. Like, like that's something that, and honestly, I really can't go into it because I'm about to fall asleep in this No, 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 no. Like, honestly, but, honestly, like, like, I, and I'm not sure quite how to respond to that other than, like, that's, I love that, and it's, like, stupid intriguing, and I, I think I need to process that for a bit, but, yeah. like, no, th- there's. Let's talk about yeah, it I, in the I morning. I get that. There's a lot, there's a lot to that. I, this, <laughs> I told you this movie's a fucking onion, and also, again, it will not be the same when Is you watch it Is it a glass onion? It could be. <laughs> I mean, we did talk about Hugh Grant. So you gonna oh, be on the post too? Him. I can't Baby. wait for you to listen to this again. Also, I want to take a minute and say, oh, hey, if you are listening to our show and you follow us on Instagram and you ever see the posts that uh, you know that promote the shows, <laughs> when we have like a new one, like recently we've had one for Never Let Me Go and Gladiator. But literally, anytime you see like the art for the episode that we're doing, whether it's just a picture, like 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 a still image, or if it's like a video with music or anything's animated. That is all Emily. <laughs> like I and I love the visual shit that you design for our show and I think you do such a good job. I just wanted to like in the show acknowledge one time like I can't wait to see what you work up for this one. But you are always so fucking creative and you're like running ideas by me like what do you think about this and like add this and move this and you're getting like you I I sometimes will give thoughts or notes or like yay or nay but like generally you're just running amok with whatever creative thought pops in your brain and i love i love what you come up with so much you are so fucking talented and thank you for doing that i just wanted to thank and acknowledge so if you are appreciating that (laughs) art just know that that is purely the better half of the show emily well, what I do is I listen back to the episodes and write down all the shit we talk about, and then so I'm just pulling from that. And it so feels like you're making really like us. this little scrapbook yearbook for the episode. <laughs> and I, I, my point of this, the jump off point, is I can't wait to see what you work up for this one. I always get so excited for like when we finish and I edit it and like send it and like there it is for to listen and create the posts for. Like so, I, um, I can't I wait to, to see what you okay, do. Okay, quick tangent. So it reminds me of. Um, <laughs> My sister Elaine used to make me collages for my binders because oh, yeah? for for school, like because we would, you know, those Your those trapper binders. keepers. No, not trapper keeper. It's like you know the binders that, that have the clear that, pockets. Was that just a thing for me? That no, no, being a that, thing? that like was right before my time. I didn't have a trapper keeper because for some reason I don't think we could I have am one. I'm an old. You're not an old, um, but anyway, so you know the 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 binders that have the clear plastic. Um, covers on the front that you yeah, can Yeah, like slip, you can insert like like, like a yeah, like, like a, a title like a cover or, or a poster or whatever. Yeah. Um 
she's she made a few of those for me like like there's i had a harry potter one i had a parents oh, of the caribbean one awesome. i used to make them for like like friends and stuff like that so when i'm making these posts it kind of makes me think of that so i have some nostalgia with it, and it i'll just, just hear you laughing happy. from the other room sometime and i'm like what? you're like look what i did like you you i hope you, you seem like you have fun doing them so i just want i appreciate them and i love them and i i'm sure you know anyone listens to our show seems to like them too hey so. hey guys i really gotta fall asleep and if not, they so should. we gotta we gotta go real quick uh, oh, love okay. you guys i kept Bye. you a while i'm gonna go it's past my bedtime i gotta take a little nap it's fine you're gonna go to sleep and try to erase some memories of me no <laughs> no no never i love you thank you for talking you about this one uh, hey, hey happy, happy vd happy happy vd y'all um <laughs> guys we meet valentine's day enjoy your hope don't get vd on vd but enjoy your vd it's on a Tuesday this year. Plan accordingly. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> God damn it. Now I want to go watch the menu again. I just did the head bob thing. <laughs> uh, that was so cute. Oh, Ray Fines. Ray Fines. You're a god among men. Anyway. Did he get nominated? No, he didn't. No, and I'm raging. Oh my and I'm, ra- gosh. I'm quietly raging about it because it's still tied for my favorite film of last Are year. Are you telling whatever. me you're raging against the machine? Hey, um, I, can't, I can't do a Zach impression at all. Anyway, okay. Hey, um, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna bounce? You wanna get some sleep? You wanna? Yeah. And by that I mean, do you wanna go watch a Shameless and fall asleep? <laughs> I gotta see my boyfriend before I fall asleep. Jeremy Allen White. No, you should be Jeremy everyone's boyfriend. Condone. I would pay for your fucking date. That man is beautiful. But here's the thing. No, like literally, guys. I know that he's married and he has babies and stuff. But That's okay. Like, You're in a relationship with me. Yeah, but um. He just is so talented and mm-hmm. like I would just love to meet him or work with him or something like I just am, I admire him. So whenever I say things like, oh, 10. that person's my boyfriend or like I or, or, I idolize them. Mostly it's because they're so talented and I just respect the fuck out of that. Sure. And I acknowledge that. But also I fucking cosign. <laughs> <laughs> cosign. <laughs> I approved. Okay. Not, good not night, guys. Anyway. I love you. Bye. Good night. Okay, love you, love you all. Bye, hey, thanks night. for listening. Um, You know, like. Don't erase your shit, or you know, if you do, do it with alcohol and not like you know no, don't, electronics. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to us rant about movie stuffs. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe, and all that fun stuff, and find us on social media at Feels Like the First Time Podcast. And you know, tell your friends and family about how awesome you think we are. And if you do like what you hear, feel free to buy us a drink. You can find tip slash donate options in the links as well. And as always, I'm Emily. And I'm Jake. And And we'll we'll catch you all on the next episode. episode. Where we continue to catch Emily up one movie at a time. Give me a break. I literally just crossed another one off the list. You know, you haven't seen every movie either. I never said I did. Okay, that's not the point. The point is... Bye!